You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 156. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado and artist extraordinaire, Roshan Warner, at Roro, the host of Large Popcorn and video essayist, Christian Macias, at ISO Christian, and Gage yeah. is out this week but we will miss him dearly. He is in the chat, though. So, Hello, guys. I miss that man, dude. You know what I'm saying? I miss him. Yeah, it's been a week, Yeah, but we missed him for that week, right? That week. Exactly. Exactly one week. Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search podcast PXN. You'll find us there and twitch.tv slash podcast PXN as well. Guys, the topic of the show this week is our battle of the showcases. Literally all the showcases this week. Insane. I don't even know what to PGS think. PGS hasn't even happened yet. Xbox is tomorrow. That's true. Oh my goodness. Jesus. Crazy so much uh before we get into the rest of the rigmarole daniel i have breaking news whoa final fantasy 7 remake metal ruler set buster sword is up for pre-order at hlj so if you want some rulers in the shape of a metal buster sword buster i hardly know her you can do so at the score unix store (laughs) okay Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for that promo read from Square Enix. Uh, we get 10% back. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the, the show always starts with the quick bites, guys. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Guys, normally I feel like I should start the show with like terrible news or, or you know, like sad news. So for once, I'm going to start my my episode with good news. of all future revenue of Gears of War is going to suicide prevention charities. Um, This is something cool the coalition is doing. They're partnering with Crisis Text Line. Um, They've said they pledge 1% of all future net revenue from Gears of War games and merchandise to suicide prevention charities with Crisis Text Line announced as its first first partner. Uh, Studio head reveal, Mike Crump revealed that the uh, commitment um, was, had long, always stood for belonging and uh, and being introduced into the coalition's message amid soaring suicide rates in the United States, and it's to never fight alone. So very cool, and uh, I, I wanted to start the show with that because I thought that was really awesome um, stuff there. It's cool, although I'll say that 1% doesn't sound like very much. I don't know how much their net revenue is. I'm sure of like if it's in the millions and 1% actually ends up being a lot, so that could be very cool. But if they're not making that much net revenue, then it's... At least it's something. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I I have a quick thing here. This is awesome news, by the way, and I, I, and I agree with Christian. I think I hope it'll add up, uh, just depending on how much they're they're selling. But again, better than nothing. I think this is awesome. But when I opened mm-hmm. up IGN, it was like a white background on white text did you guys get that too or is it just me nope. and my computers okay all right <laughs> i was like how are you how is dan reading this article right now <laughs> shift uh, okay. a or something i don't know just, just highlight yeah highlight the text yeah goodness uh <laughs> so 
guys on the backs of that i've fan no this is going to be uh, the opposite of good news here and this is a bit of my opinion coming out in this but uh, you guys may or may not agree with me with this but uh ninja i think uh has been someone i have talked about before on this podcast how i cannot stand him um and essentially what happened is he came out and about a week ago he, he said that he was done with Fortnite. He was he had this big live stream moment where uh, he took off his headphone. And he's like, I'm done. I, I can't do it anymore. Like he literally talked about how he had a mental health issue or whatever. Well, he came back and apparently it was just all a publicity stunt. Um, in the words of Zach uh, Bussy here, uh, who I'm pulling from Twitter, uh, Ninja approached this terribly. Uh, the poorly acted mental health crisis thing was stupid and unnecessary. There are big issues with mental health in the streaming community and using it as marketing, poor marketing, mind you, is a stain on an otherwise intriguing plan. He's, he's saying his plan to come back or whatever everywhere because he's live streaming everywhere. That was his thing. He was like, I don't know if I'll ever be back in the, or where I'll be back at, like alluding to like, I don't know where I'll be back. And then a week later, he shows back and oh i'm everywhere that's where i'm at it's like i don't like that kind of stuff like that stuff doesn't sit well with me to manipulate people with that kind of message but that that's just from me personally and i've never liked tyler blevins so that's just i just i had to get that out there guys i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) gotta clear clear the air yeah, for me, like without attacking the person, just because like I, I don't really follow Ninja, I'll say that it's it, it's not a good stunt. And I was watching. I mean, I saw this before he announced that it was like just a publicity stunt, which you could tell was kind of a publicity stunt. But like when there's like a lot of work being done to destigmatize mental health in the past recent years, it's it's not a good look. It's not good marketing at all uh, to fake some kind of uh, mental not illness, but like some kind of mental lapse where you like need help uh, and then do just just to come back and be like actually uh, branding i'm doing a new thing it's like come on dude there's you we should be sensitive about these kinds of things it's not a it's not a good look imo yeah agreed uh and and the dude hasn't been relevant in how many years now since he you know <laughs> left twitch so it's like he's trying to i guess claw back some of that he's not viewership. seeing enough movement yeah get it well Ninjas do be like that, I guess. <laughs> uh, next up, guys, EA has announced the name of Marcus Lado's studio working on a narrative battlefield experience, and the studio is called Ridgeline Games. Um, obviously, we announced this news a while ago. Marcus Lado, obviously the father of the Master Chief, uh, worked at Bungie all those years ago. Uh, and he is working under Vince Pella, who is the head of the Battlefield franchise now, in addition to his responsibilities running Respawn. So uh, very interested in, uh, to see what this um, game ends up being. Uh, love Battlefield and love Marcus Lado. So want to see what this can be. I'm uh, sorry, I, I gotta keep jumping in on these. My opinion is that like even a bad Battlefield campaign is still worth playing because they're generally pretty cool. And like just a, two or three weeks ago, I had sent a, a a YouTube video in our private PXN chat saying like, man, remember the the Battlefield Three uh, story trailer? Like that that was awesome. And then here we are again, like we're getting another nat- narrative Battlefield experience, which excites me. Absolutely. Uh, guys, our next story here, 
Jason Blundell has officially left Deviation Games. Uh, they were set to begin production on a PlayStation-exclusive original IP this year, um, which it was said to be a first-person shooter, uh, which is something that Sony would absolutely, uh, I feel like, welcome in their um, catalog of games. That's one you know soft spot that they have. Um, and obviously Jason, uh, founded the studio. So that is interesting that this quickly after this quickly after uh, the acquisition, he's already leaving. Um, I feel like Sony should have been like, Hey, you got to stay this many years or whatever. I don't know, but, uh, who knows? This could be nothing for the game. Uh, could still, you know, still do go, do well without him. Yeah, it's, it's a bummer, but. I also don't know like what they were working on, and I'm very curious to see like why, why yeah. he left. Um, which I don't know if we'll get any details on anytime soon, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Because like yep. they just acquired them not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it was a choice on his part or if he was asked to leave. But mm. yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Absolutely. Uh, our next one, guys, kind of more of a PSA, but. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection is coming to PC on October 19th, guys. How about higher frame rates? Heck yeah. Is, 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 isn't it getting that? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, it'll be, it's always good to see these, uh, these games on different platforms. I'm sure there's a bunch of Xbox players or PC-only players that haven't experienced this franchise yet, so heck yeah. And for I those have... who have... Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just saying, and for those who have just experiencing it looking nicer. Yeah. I, I have a hot take that maybe Gage might appreciate because um, this was announced so long ago and it feels like they announce them and then they're just like, all right, well, they're going to go dark and when they're ready, they're ready to go. I would like it if they announced like some kind of window of when we, we can expect games on PC because there's the the market is growing on PC for, for PlayStation games. So it's like, you know, as they Sony hopes to probably hopefully... Um, minimize that window between when games launch on, on console to PC. It'd be, it'd be just nice to be like when we could expect games like, oh, it'll, it's coming in the fall of later, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Agreed. That'd be cool. Or like, hey, every PlayStation exclusive will be three months after we launch it on PlayStation. That'd be sick. Get That's more pie in the sky, though, probably. But that would be probably. cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, moving on from there, guys, we've got a, a review roundup of Metal Hellsinger, um, which is doing very well, actually. Uh, surprisingly, I mean, I say very well. It's doing good right now. Uh, 81 on Metacritic, and uh, a lot of outlets are really liking this game. Um, this game's always intrigued me. It's kind of like a Guitar Hero-esque experience, except in first-person shooting, uh, which is very intriguing. Um, and it is in Game Pass, so maybe, maybe I'll check it out. What is the other game like Metal Hell Singer? There's another one, you know, the Doom-like rhythm-based game. Yeah, shoot. I'm not sure. Remember that? Yeah. BPM, bullets per minute. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, well, that is very interesting. While I continue to stall to open every <laughs> single one of these links for this next story, because there's a lot. Uh, <laughs> 
Guys, GoldenEye 007 is officially coming back, and it is coming to Xbox Game Pass and Nintendo Switch. So to start us off here, uh, the Xbox version is a native 16 by 9 resolution 4K version of the game with consistent refresh rate and achievements um, coming to Xbox One and Series S and X. And also a little cool uh, tidbit there, owners of Rare Replay actually get it for free, which is very cool because um, that game came out like five or six years ago or maybe longer. And that's mm -hmm. just cool to add that in there. Um, but the interesting part is, is this is not the, the, the remastered version or remake, whatever you want to call it, that we've seen online, all the uh, leaks and everything surrounding it. This is a completely different version. This is literally just a port of the N64 game to Xbox, um, getting the higher resolution and frame rates. Uh, which I find very fascinating as to what the hell happened there. Like, I don't know if Nintendo stepped in and was like, hey, you guys can't release this better version for some reason. Uh, I I think you have it backwards. I think the port is on Switch and the remaster is on Xbox. N well, no, no, no. Sorry, this is... I'm sorry, I learned this today, actually, after I, we were posting in the chat about it, Christian. Uh, right. The re So... There, there is another version out there that Rare or somebody worked on. I don't know. Actually, I don't think Rare actually worked on it. They outsourced it, that they remade everything. Like new, uh, everything looked different, like remake, essentially, mm. not mm. not remaster uh, or not up-res or whatever. Um, and that is not what this is. This is just a port and up-res essentially like it's it's not like a remake treatment so like one of the examples i have if you click on um my last story there that says comparison in that line uh it shows a comparison of what the leaked version was of one of the levels uh where it it uses fences and blocks off the trees to make it look bigger um and like the models look slightly different as well uh and um, this version is not in the, this version is not the same version, which is crazy to me that they made this entire remake and it's not coming out. But I guess more importantly as well, the um, multiplayer is only coming to Switch, which I guess is because uh, Nintendo is doing some kind of trickery where they're saying they're using the N64 multiplayer infrastructure, but they're like tricking the game to think that. Uh, someone's taking on one of those uh, N64 controller ports, mm -hmm. which is so weird. But um, yeah, the yeah. Switch version that, gets that. Sorry. And that's I think that's how they do it for all the other NSO uh, games as well. Like the well, not Mario Party. That that's uh, spoilers. I'm sorry. Oh, forgive me. Uh, like Mario <laughs> Tennis and stuff. All the other multiplayer games that are on uh, Tennis Switch Online. I think that's how they do it as well. Um, yeah. Uh, my, my, I guess my take on this is that it's just, it's just weird to not come out uh, and have like clarity on which versions are coming and and why. Right. Uh, that kind of sucks. And then I, with your with your explanation, it does make sense why online for in, or 007 is only coming to Switch. But it's still kind of a bummer um, that the other versions w won't get that either. Absolutely. Now it does still have local multiplayer, so I don't think I clarified that. Sure. But it yeah, the online portion is only on Switch. Yeah, which yeah, definitely disappointing. Are you, but yeah. are you guys gonna boot this up? No. 
if it was the remake i probably would but now i'm just like i don't know this is literally just an n64 game that has 4k <laughs> visuals i guess or 4k resolution i mean i don't know probably not unfortunately uh <laughs> Next up, guys, Ubisoft is making their new AAA game uh, releases now $70, and it is just in time, guys, for Skull <laughs> and Bones. <laughs> lucky us. Oh, oh, you said lucky us. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think I said? Oh, God. Doesn't matter. I, I, okay. I, I want to I give Ubisoft a little bit of benefit, benefit of the doubt here. Okay. They are planning on changing up the way they approach game development with like some of the newer games they're doing where like they they want to have very like specific games do one thing and not have one game do everything. So if that's the case, then if the game is good, maybe that justifies the price. If there are a lack of microtransactions, right, if it's not a predatory kind of game, then maybe the $70 is okay. If they're doing this like with games that are already about to come out, like this next game you're about to bring up, then that's a little sad. Like I don't know if I'd want to pay seventy bucks for the next thing, which is Skull and Bones. Oh. Uh, I was trying to tee you up for a uh... Assassin's Creed. Uh, the Skull and Bones. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Skull and yeah. Bones. Yes. Yeah, uh, I agree with Christian uh, about the upcoming games, but it, it. But like you said, it's like it's in time for this one game that looks like it's been done many times before in in the ubisoft catalog thing it just looks like it's in the water this time but oh i see yeah. what you did there in the water i i didn't <laughs> even see what i did there you're smarter than i Skull and <laughs> I oh yes yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry but yeah it is uh yeah i just i just i just don't see this game being a 70 dollar game but hopefully their future releases that are triple a are are worth that price but yeah so it's, it's, it's 70 a, dollars for skull and bones yeah, that's a tough sell for for me who's opening up their wallets for that not me not me <laughs> dan would you play skull and bones if it was coming to game pass no no way in hell wow, no wow. In hell. and there's yeah. reasons why i wouldn't because yeah yeah anywho uh <laughs> so when when's microsoft uh switching to 70 dollars? i feel like they're the last ones that haven't switched to 70 dollars. like the, the countdown's mm -hmm. on i think at that point sure moving on guys and and speaking of microsoft microsoft Ooh. studios game here death loop i guess technically death loop has appeared on the xbox store and pre-orders may be live soon uh obviously this was close to a year ago um that it released on playstation 5 and it had a one-year exclusivity um so you would think it'll be also in game pass at that same time but i guess we will see um little little tidbit there hopefully that comes true get excited get excited for a game with a terrible ending everyone <laughs> oh, boy. rest in peace rest in peace ending rest in peace what to to the ending of death loop oh oh did you not like it either i don't know i haven't played it <laughs> okay will you play when it comes to xbox probably when it comes to game pass yeah absolutely i think game, the the i guess the biggest arcane fan out of all this is that right no like, i know gage isn't here but I don't know. I think sure. he likes Arkane. 
I do. I did like the first Dishonored. The second one, I was not as high on as other people, but yeah. Prey? Question Prey, mark. Prey is fucking phenomenal. I love that game. So yeah. Anywho, moving on. PlayStation VR two has gotten some hands-on impressions. Um, guys, I don't know if you guys uh, were able to check this out yes. or not. Okay. It seems like people are speaking pretty highly of it and saying good things about it, and I'm I'm very happy about that. Uh, Christian, this is the easiest uh, I've ever given in my life. Uh, I was listening to to more talk on kind of funny today. Kind of funny game. I think it was games or gamescast. Was I think it was just games. Uh, it was, uh, no, it was PS. I love, I love you. you. Thank you, Ro. Uh, talk about his hands-on impression, and it was uh, he. I think he was more in the camp of like you know kind of trepidatious on whether or not like it was going to be actually good and whether or not Sony is going to be able to pull off like new tech and how interesting it will be with the games. And he did say that like, it, it is a bit iterative. Yeah, I think he did. Um, the biggest one he talked about was a, a like a demo for Horizon Call of the Wild. But the biggest thing he talked about was that like the improvements made feels like magic when you put on the headset, like everything just like works. And it's like one of the best experiences he's had using VR which I think is, is, is awesome. Uh, the fact that he talked about uh, how good it, uh, Horizon Call, uh, Call of the Mountain, I think, not Call of the Wild, mm. uh, yes. Call of the Mountain looked, you know, quote unquote, for a VR game, for it to be like that visually impressive, uh, I think bodes well for the what will be the launch of PSVR 2. And I'm excited. Uh, it will probably, again, it points to how much this thing costs, uh, which I would love a, a price on soon. But yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. Give yeah. us a price. Yeah, no, I just I want to know a price as well. I didn't get a chance to look at uh, most of this stuff, but the price is the thing that I'm just the most interested in. Everything that I've heard about it that I I have seen is is great, but yeah, that price I got I, I want to know. I'm so curious as to what and the console too, bro. You you need one of those. <laughs> yeah, right. We gotta yeah. get you one. <laughs> it's like oh, ripping man. the bandaid off. Like just rip it off already, Sony. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. More Halo Infinite stuff after last week's episode, as if we didn't talk about it enough already. Uh, but a lot of interesting things have happened this week. Bonnie Ross, the founder, and you know she basically created 343, is leaving 343 Industries due to a family medical issue. Uh, she posted on Twitter, while I had hoped to stay with Halo until we release the winter update, I am letting you know I will be leaving 343 and attending to a family medical issue. I'm incredibly proud of the work of everyone at 343 and any, everything they've done with Halo Infinite, the Master Chief Collection, the Halo TV series, and so much more. It has been an honor to serve alongside the team for the last 15 years and to be a part of the universe that I love. Thank you to everyone in the Halo community for your support. Halo's future is bright. I cannot wait for all of you to experience what we have in store and to cheer alongside you as a fan at the Halo World Championship in October. Axios, Bonnie Ross. Um, so, like, for all the stuff that Bonnie Ross gets flack for and um, things that may or may not have been her issue, she did love Halo. Like, that's there's no maybe she didn't have the right direction maybe she had some problems with the studio whatever 
she always loved Halo, so that's something that I, I, I have to respect as a Halo fan. I don't necessarily have to agree with the things she did, but um, also it's very sad that she has to leave due to a family medical issue. I, really, I hope that everything turns out okay for, for that family member as well. Um, uh, ditto, ditto that second part as well, but I, I, I do want to, oh, for sure. I also, I just want to reiterate just to say it as well, like hearts out to the family issue. Like, I don't know what Bonnie is having to deal with, but it, it's always tough when family has issues and I get that. So that, that very much sucks to have to leave your job to deal with something like this that no one, no one ever wants to deal with that. Uh, I also want to say like, nobody knew that Bonnie Ross was eventually leaving in, in the winter. Like that was, yeah. To start off a statement that way, like, oh, you Bonnie Ross is going to leave with the winter update? That's pretty big as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that could have been something planned by the higher ups, and then this, I guess, fast forwarded that process. I don't, I don't right. know. Um, but moving on from there, on the back of that, Microsoft announced that they are restructuring 343's uh, leadership team in the wake of Bonnie Ross's departure. And Pierre Hintz will take over as studio head immediately. Um, they're splitting basically her duties into three people, essentially. Um, Pierre is fantastic. That's a great choice um, to be studio head. Uh, he is literally, quite literally, the guy who fixed the Master Chief Collection and brought it to PC. Before he was involved, Master Chief Collection was a disaster. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that he is uh, taking over, and I hope that he can help right the ship of 343, as well as Brian Kosky, who will become the GM of the franchise. Uh, I believe he was formal, formerly in marketing, so um, obviously you're just, you know, the books and all the other stuff that goes along with the franchise. Uh, and Elizabeth Van Wyk will oversee business and operations. Um, so yeah, really good stuff here. Uh, glad to see that um, we're moving in a direction that could bring us positive steps, I, I suppose. Um, but on the back of that also, we got news today that apparently David Berger, who uh, he was the essentially the lead on Halo Infinite's engine, the Slipspace engine, he is also leaving 343 that he announced today. Um, it's very curious, uh, and it does make me question whether or not the new leadership was like, hey, this engine is not working for us. It's, it's you know, delivering content at a very slow pace. The engine is, you know, falling way behind the industry standard at this point, and it's causing us delays on our projects. So I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of rumors out there about possibly um, certain affinities battle royale mode running on unreal engine uh if that's true then that could change things quite a bit uh maybe something happens with halo infinites you know I, I don't know i don't know how that would work or how hard that would be to move to unreal from their current engine i don't even know if that's possible but um it, it is interesting hearing like there is like that issue of technology debt the further you go down a, a franchise's um development portfolio you know 20 years down the line they're still using the same engine from 20 years ago that they've just modified it 20 times or whatever so it's interesting um for sure but micro shakeup at 343 question mark micro shake mayhaps <laughs> nice no that's not a joke i'm just saying like 
behind the scenes? Is there a little bit of a micro shakeup with the way things are operating? I thought it was Maybe. a pun on Microsoft. I thought that was funny. <laughs> no, I am not that clever. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, guys, we also got Forge got its first of a four-part video series detailing everything to expect in the, or not everything, but, you know, the first of four series to, to show what's expected in the mode. It looks absolutely insane, and I definitely recommend you check out this video. Um, there's a ton of information in it, but... Uh, essentially, they're walking through all new stuff like object palettes and new features like the undo-redo buttons that people have been asking for forever, uh, object scaling where you can literally scale up anything from tiny to a giant massive island, which is just insane. Um, and also, they announced the object limit is over 7,000 objects compared to Halo 5's 1,600, which is, my God, that's insane. Uh and lastly, guys, we got a quick little Master Chief Collection update today, actually, just a couple hours ago that I just want to throw in here as well, because they did announce 343 was originally planning to uh, possibly look into uh, purchasable Spartan points, which are the things that you use to to uh, acquire armor in the Master Chief Collection, which you can earn 100% in the game. Uh, that's how it's always been through progression. They were going to add the, they were talking about the idea of adding um, microtransactions for that to allow players that are just getting into it, you know, now as opposed to people who play it, played it nonstop and already have all the armor. Um, but they have confirmed today that they will not be further pursuing pur purchasable Spartan points for Master Chief Collection, which means no microtransactions in Master Chief Collection. So. Uh, good news for some people. Yeah, I don't know if like me as a new player, like, oh, should I get into Halo Infinite? Oh, let me open my, my wallet just to buy <laughs> some cosmetics. I don't know if. It, well, did you see those bunny ears that Dan posted? <laughs> Again, they look like Easter content, and it's, <laughs> it, we're months out from Easter. Sorry, yes, Dan. Yes. No, no. I, yeah, I got to read some comments over on YouTube. The YouTube side, uh, Gage says. Uh, Shout out Canada. We've been paying $79.99 for full price games for years. Uh, RIP Canada. For real, for real. Uh, <laughs> Gage also does uh, love Arcane, so I was right there. And then Glenn says, Skull and Bones is uh, on the Xbox shop is $89.99 for wow. Xbox Series X and S. And the premium edition is $129.99. That is yep. that, ew, that's high. After, after tax, that $89.99 game is $100 as well. Oh my god. Yeah. Disgusting. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Not like hundred and one dollars for for a game after tax, I think. It's not happening, Skull and Bones. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Guys. Moving on from Halo. Uh we got a couple PSAs here. Uh Discord access from Xbox is now officially live for everyone. Um so connect up your Discord and Xbox accounts to be able to use Discord on Xbox now. Very, very good. Let's go. Sony when's it coming for you guys? You know. Hurry up. 
All right. Just our, move on. Our last, quick, our last quick bite, another PSA. Andrew Reiner is leaving Game Informer after nearly 30 years there. Of course, he was the he's the um, executive. I forget what his title is. He's the head of Game of editor in chief uh, at Game Informer right now, and he's stepping away to actually work in the video game industry. He announced that oh. uh, it's going to be a pretty big. Um, publisher or developer or something uh in that regards that he will announce next week yeah uh, end of an era for sure um is the writing on the wall for for game informer like who knows i think the the new blood at game informer has done a really good job of like maintaining that level of professionalism there uh everything alex van aiken touches is coming out like really really good so like i don't know i legit don't know uh, i'd be very curious to see uh what happens over at Game Informer in the next few months. Uh, but also real quick, it's time to be real. So. <laughs> uh, up. I think the best thing that Game Informer could help, hope for is that GameStop sells them. Because <laughs> I do not trust GameStop yes. at all. Like, ugh, that's so, such a bad situation. I feel bad for them. Uh, also, speaking of bad situations, I have one last quick buy that I added just now. Uh, yes. G- at G4TV. Uh, there's numerous layoffs that happened today. Uh, I wish I had the numbers in front of me. I can't, I can't find it. I tried to find it right now. But it's it's a significant number of people that have been laid off today. And rumors, speculation, I think, from people that are inside G4 TV have been talked. And you know, those conversations come out in one way or another. Uh, that some people don't know if G4 TV will exist by Monday. Um, 20 to I don't know 30. how much truth there is. Thank you. 20 to 30 people lay off, laid off today. It's, it's a significant number. Um, and that sucks um hearts out to them g4 tv like like attack on the show and yes. all that stuff yep. that yes. won't exist by monday potentially yep all that potentially stuff? from from what i've seen like i don't know how much truth there is to that um like it, it could get worse and hopefully hopefully it doesn't wow that's crazy i feel like they just came back yeah <laughs> they did yeah this year wasn't it or, or right. like last I don't know. I think it was a year, a year ago, right? Yeah, less than a year after coming back, so less yeah. than a year ago. Hopefully, it still survive. But like, yeah, layoffs are obviously very sad as well. That yeah, yeah. that's not good. Absolutely mm-hmm. terrible. Moving on to our street meet, guys. Looks like the MetaQuest Pro is real. After we talked about this a little bit, um, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. Uh, but we've got some images, and apparently somebody left one <laughs> in, <laughs> in a hotel hallway. Apparently, he, he said it was mistaken. In a as, hallway, yeah. not even in a room, just like no. <laughs> it was oh mistaken as trash. Apparently, since it was a large black bag along in the hallway for hours until guests complained it was in the hallway. <laughs> he then examined the trash bags before throwing them out and noticed the MetaQuest boxes. So, dude. Wow. You like you cannot paint a more perfect <laughs> metaphor for meta than that right there. Yeah. I thought it was true. Oh, the universe does have a sense of humor. Wow. Yeah. Where I, I see the boxes. Were was were there any images of the actual console itself? Um like the headset? There I don't think it was actually out of the box that I saw. I just oh, saw yeah. the images of it on the box. Um gotcha. I was just curious to see if it if if it was the the picture of Mark Zuckerberg that we were debating about the other week if it mm. was that it looks like that on the box at least it like, does yeah yeah right interesting, interesting. yeah 
I guess we'll find out next month. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, our second street meet and last street meet here. Uh, breaking news from Charlie Intel. This came from Gage a little while ago. Um, some users who so, have accessed the setting. Sorry, Christian. What? So not very breaking. No, not very breaking. <laughs> some some users have accessed the settings of the Modern Warfare 2 beta file on PS5 have found an FOV slider option, which you're like, okay, that's, you know, that's normal nowadays, as well as a third-person field of view option. And there's also mentions of a launcher system slash hub for Call of Duty. Uh, I think it was, was it Modern Warfare 2 or 3 back in the day that had third-person modes? Third-person team tactical, baby. That was yeah. MW2. It's crazy. And now it's back, Christian. Are you going to go back into that? It was fun. I didn't play it very often. Um, but, like, it, it was still pretty cool. I think FPS is, is probably my preferred method to play in Call of Duty. But, like, I, I'm down to give it a shot, no doubt. Sure. And guys, I love the PXN News of the Week empty this week because we have a lot to cover in the main show. Oh so, uh, <laughs> Moving into our fantasy draft check-in, guys, just to give people an update, the Diofield Chronicle is coming next week on the 22nd for Roe, and then Shovel Knight Dig is coming on the 23rd next week for Gage. So we'll keep an eye out for some reviews there. Mm. Gage may get some points for once. Wow. Oh Damn. man, that's a dig. It's a dig. Oh. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Got him. Get that. <laughs> get that shovel. Anywho, uh, Gage says love the idea of Mark Zuckerberg seeing headlines that his new headset was mistaken <laughs> as trash. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Damn. All right. Mm. What you got for me, Daniel? I'll just go real quick. The Last of Us Part 1, still playing that, and I made it to Fall Guys. And not Fall Guys, the game, but Fall Guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do think it's fun because, like, I, many of the things, like many of the key moments of The Last of Us that I'm getting to, I do actually remember, like, the big moments, but, like, the in-between stuff, I didn't remember any of it. So, like, it's really cool to go back and, and enjoy that stuff again. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm having a good time with it. Uh, almost experiencing it for the first time again, <laughs> minus the key moment stuff. Sorry, Christian. I didn't mean to disappoint I, 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 I got to get some digs at Dan here for posterity on the podcast. Two things bother me. One, okay. Mr. I love this game. Doesn't remember Henry I do. and Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't remember Henry and Sam. That, that was mind boggling to me. I did not understand this one. <laughs> <laughs> because there's so many characters in the game there are that not need. that many characters there are not that many and like henry and sam is like a pivotal moment in that in that in that game there's to... bill tess henry and sam and david that's, that's pretty much and tommy and his and his girlfriend and that's it and sarah is his wife my memory yeah. is very bad guys you underestimate my <laughs> memory goodness but i thought that was really it, a really cool storyline yeah i'm not done yeah. i'm not done uh oh, sorry. <laughs> and the other is is that I mean everyone has their prerogative, you know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna. This isn't an actual dig at you, like. But still, I gotta bring this up. <laughs> this man buys an OLED TV and then exclusively leaves the lights on around his TV when he's playing at nighttime. Not only when he's playing games like The Last of Us Part One for watching movies. Explain <gasps> this to me, fam. 
Put the light on in the hallway. Maybe turn on the little stove top light uh, above your, you know, above the stove in the kitchen, you know. But don't put on the lights right next to your TV, man. You gotta, well, you gotta immerse yourself in that darkness a little no, bit. No, wait a minute. Let's be fair. There's only one light by the TV. It's a lamp for one, and it's not even that bright. Right now, it's really bright because I have all of these lights are on. All of the lights are on for the podcast, but that's not normal. I only have these two lamps on all the time. That's just. I, it's it's not even that bright in here it's when those are despicable, on. despicable. Yes. All right, Roshan, what you got for me? <laughs> yeah. Um, what have I got for you today? I didn't write it down, but I I remembered. Uh, I am playing Bayonetta. Yes, I, I replayed it or start, started over uh, because I want to get this experience again because I want to be ready for part three. I still have to beat one. I still have to beat two. But I'm ready. I'm all, I'm all in for these Umbral Witches after seeing that, yeah. that new trailer and stuff. So, I've been replaying that, and what else have I been playing? Oh yeah, I've been playing um, Astro's Playroom on oh. my PS Five. What? They said I couldn't oh, do it. What? They said I couldn't do it. The haters said I couldn't do it. They said I was broke. They said I couldn't find one. No I one said says you were broke. <laughs> I said I was broke. I was the haters. But yeah. Wow. I, I officially joined the club because of Kijiji. Thank you. Many Thank you. props for keeping story. that secret. Jeez. I wanted to tell you guys, but I wanted to shave it for the podcast listeners. But, uh, Good question. Yeah. Uh, please, please. You go, you go, you go. Well, I, I found it on Kijiji. It was, there was like a, a like a secondhand seller that wasn't selling it for like thousands of dollars, like normal retail price. So I hit him up and I was like, do you guys, are you still selling this thing? And he's like, yeah. And on the same day, I just went over and, and picked it up. Wow. <laughs> it's not a crazy story, but yeah, here I am. With a, I'm very excited. And, and, oh my God. Astro's Playroom. Yes, yeah. right? In incredible dude like i i know people have talked about this already because it's been a while since that game has come out but like i love the obviously the haptic feedbacks is the big selling point of that and like the 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 rocket ship parts and like the climbing up as the in the monkey suit but like the little moments are like what really sell it for me when he's just like every little step that astro takes you could feel that little step mm. and like the rain drops it's like it's incredible. It's crazy. I can't wait to experience like bigger games and what they do with this because I don't think that this is going to be like a light on the back of the PS4 controller or a touchscreen gimmick. I think they're going to keep doing this, which is really exciting because it worked out really well. Yeah. Did you yeah. did you say you finished it yet, Ro? Yes, I have. Beat okay. It. Yeah. Yes, my yeah. favorite parts are the end of that game. Like they do so many cool things with the the triggers. It's it's really cool. Yes. And Team? I yeah. Please. I just want to say I also want to replay God of War before uh, nice. before I think Ragnarok. Nice. But yeah. Uh, on the uh, Astros Playroom note, I, Team Asobi, like, uh, you know, time and time again, this is a tired statement. Like, they understand tech. Like, people have their, their knocks against the dual sense. Like, every, like, those are all valid. Everyone has different opinions on, like, what they what they enjoy out of controllers. But I legit think that the dual sense features are are really cool for the most part in games. Like not every developer nails it, but Team Asobi nails it. And if I had to say like, what are my top five PS5 experiences so far? I would put in the opening uh, tutorial for Astro's Player when it's teaching you the the features of the controller with with Astro gimmicks and just like yes. just testing out the controller. Like that was an incredible moment. 
for me. Like this felt like a next gen thing. Also, like loading into levels instantly just looks cool mm-hmm. in that game. The loading on this thing is insane. <laughs> My yeah. God, it's so cool. It's yeah. so cool. Very congrats. Nice. Yes. Thank you. Thank congrats. you. Christian, what you got for me after? I don't think you can top that, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't. I was away this weekend, so I haven't played anything new. Uh, I came back uh, to my home and played more Last of Us Part 1. Uh, my notes, again, this week are how incredible the lighting looks. I play in the dark like a normal person. So, like, when you're in the dark segments and your, and your <laughs> flashlight goes out, it's just, like, pitch black in that game, and I love that. Uh, the sound design continues to blow my mind. I don't know how Dan's playing with the... I was curious actually about this yesterday. Like with headphones, it, it's cool. Are you playing with the surround sound? Yes. That's interesting that you say you like the flashlight, though, because every time one of those moments comes up, I want to throw my controller. I'm like, what kind of flashlight just randomly goes out like that and you shake it to get it back up? All of them. That's a pretty standard flashlight for the past 20 years where they run on shaking the battery. It's a pretty normal thing. Oh, do they really? Are you being... Yeah. Oh. Nope. <laughs> you, can either, you can either buy those big D batteries where you have to replace them, or you can buy the ones that like you you shake to, like what do they call it? like kinetic energy? I oh. guess like some watches yes. do that too. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> uh, and my my last note on the Last of Us is um, I don't know. It is hitting different again. It, it's still more Last of Us, and I know I know like that story inside and out. Even though I only played it like three or four times in the past nine years. Uh, and yet, like, every cutscene is hitting in a different way. And I think, again, it's it's the models and the performances that, like, this remake really is bringing out a different version of that game in, in the actual cutscenes. I was t- texting my friend Islam last night, like, I cried, like, three times during different cutscenes. Like, it's, it's, it is hitting different. And I, I, it's cool game, man. Cool game. Uh, I also bought two games. Bought that I'm going to start next week off a of gummy Bayonetta 2 on the switch. Uh, and also Yakuza zero. I guess it's going to be your first time playing through the, the series or trying to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. I, I started Yakuza zero. I still need to get back to it. I want to, I want to be part of that. It just seems like such a cool, like game yeah. and yeah. universe. Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, Gage, since he's not here, I'm going to add this for his what you got for me. Don't forget to tell the audience that I'm bricked up for third person <laughs> in Modern Warfare 2. There you go, Gage. Oh, that's a thing? That's yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> what, Gage game being bricked up? Bricked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> third person option on Call of Duty game? That sounds great. I'll, maybe I'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> and Kirik is in shock in the Twitch chat that Roe got a PS5. Me too. Heck yeah! My God. Can I? Can I? Or before we move on, can I ask like, what's on your PS5 bucket list right now? You're gonna obviously play, replay God of War. Yes. What's what else is on there? Returnal? Ra- question mark. Ration and Clank is at the top, actually. Ooh, the, gotcha. Yeah, I really want to play that. And after playing uh, Astro's Playroom, I just want to play more platformers because I love that that genre. So I'm, I'm I really want to play that, and um, well, Last of Us as well. You Last played Miles Morales on PS4, right? Yes, and actually that was the first game I downloaded on uh, on here just cool. to swing around for a bit. But Heck yeah. 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 Craig in the chat says he has two PS5s. What? Oh, okay. My goodness. 
I like one for upstairs, one for two. <laughs> wow, Christian also How? just admitted. How do you have that as an option? Like, <laughs> where do you find? Well, I was gonna, one? I was gonna buy one with the disc drive and then sell my digital one at a yeah, used price. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. technically, I bought in three already, but they were for other people. Right. I've bought in like. 10 plus next gen consoles and sold them all to people who needed them at retail price. I have retail price because we're good a, people, then. Because I'm not a <laughs> disgusting piece of shit. Yeah. Just like Christian, we are good people. Yeah. Yes. Except for the light thing. That's a little weird. But, <laughs> well, you know what? Take your shake up batteries or whatever you want to call them in your fucking flashlight and shove it, you know? Anyways, <laughs> moving Oh, sure. Moving into the topic of the show this week, guys, we have all of the showcases and the first one here, Disney and Marvel Games Showcase. Uh, I'm going to try to go through this thread that I saved from uh, Nebellion on Twitter. So thank you, Nebellion, for, you know, conglomerating all of this to one place here because there's a lot. Um I don't know. How do you guys want to do this? Do you guys just want to point out ones that you were interested in, or do you want me to go through them all and then you guys point? What do you want to do? We can go through them quickly and stop because the first one I, I want to stop on already. Okay. The, the very first thing. So the first one is Tron Identity has been announced and it's being developed by Bithel, Bithel Games. Um, Mike Bithel is the uh, founder of that. Uh, I don't remember what what are they famous for? Uh, Thomas Mike Bithel, Mo- exactly. Thank oh, you. Okay. Yep. Okay. So also was, more recently, John Wick Hex yeah, as well. I've only played uh, Quarantine Circular by them, but apparently, I think Thomas alone is the the big one that everybody yeah. talks about. This this to me is exciting. Uh, Tron projects like uh, uh, it makes me sad that the Tron Legacy movie uh, wasn't as it's certainly a cult f- film now. Um, and like just getting more things in the Tron IP is just feels like a, a bit too few and far between. Uh, but I think doing something like this with Bithel, Bithel Games, Bithel Studios, Bithel Project, uh, with Mike Bithel, um, could reinvigorate a little bit of love back into the Tron IP. And I'm certainly excited for whatever this ends up being. Text based, pretty cool. If the vibes are right, I'm sure the vibes will be right. Uh, I will be all in for Tron identity. Wow, Glenn is hating on those flashlights in the chat right now, Christian. Don't look. <laughs> Don't look. No, no, I did, which is fair. Yeah, like in real life, yeah, yeah. They're they're not they're not good flashlights per se. Gotcha. Guys, uh, Disney Illusion Island was announced for 2023. Uh, it looks like a side scroller with Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, Goofy, all of those characters. Um, I don't know. Interesting, I guess. Again, I had to stop on this one too because I really enjoyed the art style for this game. Whether or not the game will end up being good is a different question, but I think art style alone uh, is enough for this to like hop on my radar for 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 the time being. Me too. Yeah, I, I'm. This was one that I thought was looked cool. I, I definitely want to keep my eye, eye on this one as well. Kind of a little bit Cuphead esque, almost like that art style. Not quite that far, but like I don't know, half yeah. measure. But- the platforming gave me uh, Rayman like vibes. Mm. Yeah, and I do like Rayman. Yeah, me too. Interesting. Midnight Suns guys launches December second, so they announced that. Uh, yes. There you go, the XCOM people. <laughs> and I predict it will be good. 
Yay. I'm actually excited for this one. Every, all the gameplay stuff they've shown has pretty much shown off pretty well, I think. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very interesting. Uh, this next one's definitely going to be one you guys are interested in. <laughs> this Marvel Snap revealed a mobile game. How excited! <laughs> it looks like a card-based game. Uh, it's, it's from the people who made uh, Hearthstone. Oh, is it? Oh, it I'm is. actually okay with that then. <laughs> I love Hearthstone. Apparently it's, apparently, it's really good, but I I haven't played it. Oh, I. I literally, my in-between for classes um, in college, that's all I played was Hearthstone on my phone. Very good. Very good. Uh, Launching October 18th. We won't have to wait long to see if it ends up living up to Hearthstone. Uh, Don't hold your breath. Okay. (laughs) For me, personally. I'm not going to. I won't. Aliens Dark Descent got a new look, um, which I'm not really... Ooh, familiar with this game? It looks like a almost like a isometric RPG type game. I don't know. I'm just looking at yeah, this. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot on screen. I'll yeah. say that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on with it, but an alien game, no <laughs> less. <laughs> um, we've got new characters coming soon to Lego Skywalker Saga, which, of course, he doesn't put the names in here, so I have no idea who these characters are. But there's one with a mohawk, and I'm just like, <laughs> or maybe not a mohawk. I can't tell. That definitely looks like Diego Luna's Andor uh, as the first one. The oh, second one right. is, is uh, I think, the Inquisitor. I forget her name from Obi-Wan. You're right. It um, is, yes. Shit. Yeah, uh, and I don't know the other two. Well, shit, we figured out 50% of them. That's a, you know, we're almost there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan not recognizing... Never mind, what? I'm not going to make a joke. No, no, no. This is an off-air joke. I, I, oh, my God. Why do I... I know what you're fucking going to yeah. say, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gargoyles Remastered has been announced uh, with a, a an image of... Um, uh, I can't pronounce... Added, added, someone help me. Blessing at AOA Jr. Thank Dan. you. Yes. Come on. Come I on. Can't, put in the work. I can't pronounce that at a U yay. Add a U yay. Okay, hold, hold on. I actually have actually I have, I have an actual take on this for, for all white people everywhere. <laughs> and this is not a dig. Do your best to try to pronounce names. Don't give up. Uh, it sucks that people we, we try to like understand and pronounce like white people names, like European names, and then whenever a person of color's like last name is difficult, we just say Oh, I'm butchering it. I know, and then, and then we stop attempting. Uh, let's try to do better. Someone help me. <laughs> Someone, add, add a, Someone help me. <laughs> add a you. Add a. Add a. Yo ye. Yo ye. Add a yo ye. Add a yo ye. Blessing. Add a yo ye. All right. Boom. Oh hell yeah! You got it. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna forget it literally ten <laughs> minutes from now, stupidly, but I will I will try to do. It's that. All good. It's that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Moving on. Monsters. Yes, Monsters Inc. What? 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 What happened? I missed this game. Oh, no. <laughs> Mon- is this a thing? Yeah, Monsters Inc. is coming to Disney Speedstorm, which this game looked very similar to Mario Kart, except um, in the Disney verse. Damn. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not really craving a Monsters Inc. Uh, racing game, personally, but. 
have at it, you you Monsters Inc. freaks. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, and then the next game, a mobile game, Avatar Reckoning, announced for mobile, an MMO RPG shooter because every MMO RPG shooter fan is going to play on mobile, right, guys? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I don't think anybody is better for this. No. Unless, no. unless there is. No, okay. I I can't tell if the game is first or third person. Like there are first person <laughs> screenshots, then there's a third person like parachute sequencing that looks like I I don't know. Not for me. Get, yeah. Yikes. And then guys, quite possibly one of the most exciting announcements is our first look at the Marvel Ensemble game by Skydance Media, which is Amy Hedding's studio. Obviously, we didn't get any gameplay or anything like that, but an sure. announcement that it is a companionship game starring Black Panther and Captain America, as well as I don't know who the soldier is. Who's the soldier? I don't think we know the other two characters' names. There was a write-up uh, done on this um, that I'll have to find. Uh, but the premise of this game uh, sounds really cool. When you have like the, the who these characters are, I'll look it up as as Dan keeps talking. I was thinking the other character was um, I can't think of her name, but the the character oh. that Michonne from The Walking yeah. Dead. What is her name? Uh, Frick. It's, is it? O it's not Okoye, is it? Okoye, maybe. God, I don't remember either. Um, but yeah, that's what I was thinking it was as well. But I'm not sure if it is. Deny but, uh, yeah, go ahead, sir. Sorry. Obviously, this wouldn't be T'Challa. Right? No, it's his grandfather. Correct, yeah. yeah. It might not be that Oh, you're right. Be. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see uh, how this goes. I'm like, I, And it's Amy Henning, so we're probably not in for an adventure situation with the type of game this will be. It'll probably be a nice little third person story which i am down for so hell yeah very excited for for that absolutely and fighting hydra let's go that's really cool yeah very cool and in a time period that we really don't see that much in marvel yeah. universe even in the movies we don't really see it that much so it's cool to see more of it Damn, I, I can't find uh, the write-up that I saw on it, which is a bummer, but uh, I can give my, my my hot take on this game. Uh, I'll preface this by saying I am I am very excited for another Amy Hanna game. Uh, again, like I said months ago in the show, she deserves a win, absolutely. And I, I hope this game comes like eventually comes out because we deserve more Amy Hanna games. Uh, she makes cool games. My only concern um, is the writing team behind this. Uh, I want it to be strong, and I need the Black Panther stuff to be authentically black. It's one. That's one thing Ryan Coogler understands in the Black Panther movies is like, this is from the heart of the movie. Like, this is a very much like a, a black character filled with bl black black everywhere, right? Um, and I hope that the writing reflects that. Naughty Dog games. Amy, of course, used to work in Naughty Dog. Haven't hasn't had the strongest history with with black characters or POC characters. I think the exception is Lost Legacy. But even up until like Last of Us One and Part Two, like POC characters are very much in support of white characters, which is like my my only like one of my biggest criticisms of of that game. Uh, so yeah, I just hope that like they do justice by 
are people of color on the writing team. But other than that, I think the game, the premise of the game sounds really freaking cool. And I'm excited to see what they come up with. Uh, our two non-super characters are Gabriel Jones. He's the first one. And anyone not up to date with the comics, he's a member of the Howling Commandos, the squad led by Nick Fury in the days before the Avengers Initiative. Um, and then our other character's name is Nanil. Nanelli. Um, in the comics, she was actually the queen of Wakanda during World War II, but she's only mentioned a few times in the comics. Here, the, here she's the founder of the Wakandan spy network in the field of Europe to protect Wakandan interests. So, very interesting. Yes. And the Black Panther is, yeah, T'Challa's grandfather, Azuri. Yep. Cool. Very cool. Should be cool. Which, I guess, is Captain America just Steve Rogers before he's frozen? Yes. Or, okay. Interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm ready. I want it. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Is this going to be a co-op game, guys? Or is this just going to be like an ensemble? I game? hope not. Yeah, I hope it's just a single-player experience. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Me too. Sure. Uh, the next one here. Marvel World of Heroes announced for mobile. Another exciting mobile game here. Um, we've got a screenshot of a bunch of people with powers. I think, <laughs> is this maybe that like that Pokemon Go type experience? I think we're, you're out in the wild like fighting heroes or, or villains. I'm not sure uh, which ones you're doing. Probably fighting against... Uh, Actually, I think it'll be more interesting to fight against heroes, but well, I don't know. You're fighting against somebody in the Marvel universe, but you have to do it outside, I think. But uh, yeah, it's definitely you have like to do it outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it is definitely uh, going off of that Pokemon Go trend. Is if it's even a trend anymore? It's been years since that game was popular. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not the strongest showcase because that was the end of it, and I'm just that was the last one. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, there was a, there was a couple of cool ones in there, like I, the 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 uh, illusion of the island, and obviously the Amy Henning thing was was huge. But yeah, you're right. Everything else was kind of like okay, yeah, good to know, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, moving to our next one, then, guys. Ubisoft forward event. We've got a lot to cover here. They started with Mario plus Rabbids with a new trailer. Um, it looked very good, I thought. Uh, Christian saying no, no, no. They started with Castlevania characters coming to Brawlhalla. Oh, was that? Oh, that was in the pre-show, I think. But I guess that counts, which is still cool. True. You're right. I think you are. Yep, that was pre-show. Oh, I take it back. No, that's fine. That's fine. Brawlhall is a fun game. And Castlevania, that's cool. Um, what is what, what is everyone's, uh, you know, feels out there for Mario Plus Rabbids? I didn't play the first one, but it doesn't seem like my kind of game. But you uh, like those. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. fucking guy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What is uh, he doing? <laughs> I'm nervous. Oh, Jesus. I think the, <laughs> oh, this guy's working right now. Oh, oh there God. he goes. The reception is probably poor. Oh, my goodness. I think it, I think it looks uh, like a step up from the, from the first one, which was really good. 
so I think it's uh, it's going to be received pretty well among the the people who are interested in these types of games. I would be if it didn't have the rabbits in it. Freaking god, I hate those guys. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it looks I think it looks just as fun as the first one did. So uh, yeah, if, if yeah. it didn't have the rabbits, I would definitely be down to play. And Rayman is going to be in it in the mm-hmm. DLC. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that uh, wins me over. Like that like cancels out the annoyances of the of the rabbits having Rayman there. Can we get Rayman in that Disney game that we just talked about a little bit? That'd be cool. <laughs> um all right. Well <laughs> I'm reading this comment from Nebellion. It's not Wiggler Wednesday and he has a picture of all the <laughs> Nintendo characters together. I'm like, all right. All right, Nebellion. Hey, Wiggler. Yeah. Uh Happy Wiggler Wednesday. Oh, today. Happy Wiggler Wednesday, everyone. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. Wiggler one. I didn't know that was a thing. Thank you. Yes, sir. Skull and Bones was the next thing showed off, and my God, I could not care any less from this gameplay. Look, we got a look at here. Uh, I don't know if you guys cared about this or saw the gameplay video, but mm, did not look. I, I can't be. I can't be bothered with this game. Sorry, <laughs> bro. You have any thoughts? Not not more than what I, I, I've said, like this I can't believe they're charging full price for this. Yeah. If this comes out and it's good and I eat my words, I will be <laughs> I don't know what I'll I'll be so embarrassed. But this game doesn't look fun. It just looks I don't know. I don't even know what's it, what it looks like. It just it's, doesn't look fun. It's like chores, bro. Like you you're, you're yeah. going and doing chores and you're on the fucking open water for some reason. No one knows why. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like you're doing enough to warrant that $89 price tag in Canada, but I I could I could be wrong. Like if this was $30, I would be less angry about it. Fair. But if it were not, free, I wouldn't yeah. really care. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'd do something interesting with the game. Yeah. The Division Heartland, we got a nice little chunk of a first look at that game um still i'm not really sure why they're even using the division property for this like it it seems to be its own type of thing essentially um but it seems to take a lot of influence from tarkov it 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 seemed to and uh, survival you know open world experiences so uh I don't know. I'm not sure what this game's going to end up being. Is this game even going to be a full price game or is this a free to play game? Like, I don't know what this is yet, really. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the division could do to make me. I, I, I platinum the division one and I have multiple problems with that game. Like, I don't know what they could do to bring me back into the division. Legit, I, I don't know. It's fair. It, Maybe a Tarkov-like experience closer to, closer to Tarkov would, would maybe like pique my interest, but only if it's it's done right and it's done well and not done just like switch it up just for the sake of it. Gage yeah. said he came to moan, but the service was poor. Sorry, Ro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I agree with Christian. I don't know what they could do. I feel like, I feel like there's so many games that have, are doing this better now Hell, there's probably a Ubisoft game that's doing this better. It feels like they're doing the, the same thing over and over. Um, but yeah, I, I, like you said, well, like we said earlier, they are trying to do a couple of different things uh, in the future to warrant that $70 price tag. So maybe in the future, I won't have to say that anymore. But looking at this, it just seems like more division, but not in a in a good way. 
And you know what else is more division in not a good way? The division uh-huh. resurgence, which is coming this fall, announced right after this, and it is a mobile the division game. Not sure who was asking for that one, but yes. I sure wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Is it free to play? Uh, I guess it would be. I'm not sure. It has to be. Uh, maybe, yeah. This is the division resurgence strikes me as a game um that journalists who have backbones will play for like a week and say they're having fun but really it's just like a a way to pass the time and then they never play it ever again after a week Hmm. yeah Hmm. very fair and you know what there's another game that may be in that same situation and out right after that (laughs) rainbow (laughs) six mobile which is getting a closed beta test in the fall as well so all the mobile games coming to ubisoft here wow Wow. Yeah. Wow. So so if you're watching this live, so <laughs> far you've gotten a Mario plus Rabbids game, which is cool. That's a great way to open. But since then you got Skull and Bones, two mobile games, three mobile games. Or is it two? Uh, two. Two. Two mobile games. And, and both of those, and one of them is a division game. The other one, the one before it was a division game, but it wasn't mobile. And the other one is a Romeo 6 mobile game. Yeah. My goodness. But maybe they they make it all better with the next announcement. And you know who was on his deathbed watching this? I was. It was, it was you. <laughs> hmm. <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> after that, I feel like we went on a little bit of an incline. Now we're we're hmm. we're creeping our way up. Now a live action Assassin's Creed show was announced for Netflix. I am personally on the side of I'm optimistic for this. The the movie was terrible, or at least I heard it was terrible. I didn't ever. Oh, with actually, Michael Fassbender? Yeah. I never saw it, actually, because I heard it was terrible. But um, as a huge fan of Assassin's Creed, I'm interested uh, if they do this the right way. Um, I'm very intrigued by this. Um, uh, I, I think Netflix has more bad TV than good TV, and all their adaptations of existing property is mostly mostly misses. There, there's the rare exceptions. If they can do it right, then heck yeah. Uh, I mean, Cyberpunk Edge Runners just came out, and that's like getting glowing reviews. Studio Trigger, mm-hmm. I can't wait to watch this. I hope that the Assassin's Creed show, whatever ends up being for Netflix, ends up being good as well. Absolutely. I feel like most of their adaptations that have been successful have been animated, like Castlevania, mm. and like you're saying, this. Uh, God, you just said it. Edge Runners. Uh, they did Arcane. Like, Arcane. Those are some great adapt adaptations, but like their misses have usually been live action. <laughs> so Damn it'll it. be interesting to see if they like, you know, <laughs> maybe dive into animation a little bit more because people seem to like it and it seems to be doing successfully, but. I guess it's cheaper to do live action, but I, I don't know. Fair. Okay. When I said we went on an incline, we might have just went down <laughs> a little bit after this, and then, you know, we might go back. They're teasing up. you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got Valiant Hearts 2, Mighty Quest 2, and some Assassin's Creed mobile game are coming exclusively to Netflix games. Um which is interesting because Valiant Hearts, I thought, I thought that was a really cool game from UB Arts back in the day. Um, so it's interesting. It's going to be a mobile exclusive now. Um, I don't know. Ne- Netflix games keeps putting stuff on their platform, and I don't know who is playing these. Um, 
Like, is is this investment in games going to pay off for Netflix? I'm gonna bet no. Like, this is, gets weird because like the cost for Netflix is getting so much higher because they're putting out so much content that they're raising prices. But by doing that, they're alienating all the customers because the stuff they're putting out isn't as high quality as their competitors. Um, I don't know, man. These games better be good if Netflix games wants to have like a, a library of quality titles. The best game on there probably is Before Your Eyes. And that's a great game. Yes. Very true. Very true. We all played that game too. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> moving on from there, we well, we're back a little bit. Uh, Crossplay and cross progression for Trackmania on consoles and cloud was officially announced coming early 2023. Trackmania. Where my Trackmania stands at, I'm one of them. I think it's fun. <laughs> yeah, have you played it, Christian? Of course. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've never I played love Trackmania. It. Okay. It's fun. Yeah. I love Trackmania, and I love. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name right now. I'm blanking on the name. Uh, the one with the with the with the bike that you have to balance left left and right on. Oh, Trials. Trials. I love Trials. I love Trackmania. Yeah. Those those are like such fantastic games. Listen to a podcast and just vibe out. Oh, trials is so good. You're so yeah. Good. You're spot on. Uh, and then we went to Just Dance, and I was like, "What is life here? Just Dance 2023." And yeah, it's a video game. But with K-pop. Yay. K-pop. Love K-pop. How, I'm actually genuinely curious. How does Just Dance work nowadays? Because it used to work like with Kinect and like the PlayStation camera. So how, do, oh, mobile. Okay. Phone. Yep. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Um, now it's time for us to dive into the meat of the show, which is Assassin's Creed time, guys. We got a lot of Assassin's Creed. We got our first look at... So I, do you want me to go through all the Assassin's Creed stuff and then we pick out our favorites? Or how do you want to... Do you want to... How much stuff is there? there? There's like three major updates, I would say, right? Yeah, roughly. Maybe four. Let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. Okay, let's just get into it then. Assassin's Creed Mirage has been announced with a new trailer. Um... I thought that the uh, trailer was very good. I love Assassin's Creed trailers because they always get me hyped up. And even though this game, this trailer had no gameplay at all, I was still hyped up by it. Um, some details, though, behind it. Play as young Bassium, which is before Valhalla. I think it's like 20 years before the events of Valhalla. Um, it takes place in Baghdad. It's narrative-driven and back to the roots, which focuses on stealth and assassinations. Historical characters will be a part of the game as well, which traditionally Assassin's Creed games have done as well. Um, so I'm very excited by Mirage, uh, just by the premise of it. Um, we have gotten a lot of the RPG game recently, which I really like those versions of Assassin's Creed as well, but I'm very happy to go back to this. Um, and it's a $50 price point as well, so it's a little cheaper. A um. lot, lot of dubs hate that the leaks uh, release these details because it feels like, yeah, it's confirmed, but like we already already knew because of the leaks. Like, So yeah. um, I would have preferred if they, we hadn't gotten like an actual gameplay trailer, like at least five minutes, because these CG trailers for me personally do nothing. Um, like the details are what excites me, but we already knew them. So like, yeah, game looks pretty and like the art looks fantastic, but until I actually see what they, what they're 
trying to sell me on, which is Roots gameplay. I don't know what that looks like in in a modern like Ubisoft kind of setting. Um, show me, and then I'll be excited. Uh, uh, until then, no matter how gorgeous this game looks, uh, I am still like a little trepidatious. It's fair. Uh, but man, that art does look good though, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And like a little tidbit as well, Christian, you were talking about before you be um, pricing their games based on the value proposition. Uh, so this game's $50. So it's not going to be, you know, a, as big as, you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, for instance, which is like a 50 hour game or something. So um, I'm actually happy about that because it's something I could probably complete for yeah, once. Dude. Yeah. Like a uh, like even if it's just like max twenty hours, I think that's yeah. perfectly sufficient for an Assassin's Creed game. Yep. Uh, and also, guys, Ubisoft had to clarify this, but Assassin's Creed Mirage does not have loot boxes or real gambling. Um, apparently, <laughs> following the announcement, there were some pages mistakenly displaying the game for pre-orders with an adults-only ESRB rating. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, this is not an adults-only <laughs> game, guys. <laughs> Bummer. Bummer. <laughs> uh, all right, so the next item here, Valhalla's last expansion will release in the coming months. They didn't really discuss too much other than that. So uh, for people who want to pick up the next expansion there, uh, we got a new Assassin's Creed open-world mobile game that has been revealed taking place in ancient china this i thought was actually fascinating obviously it's a mobile game let's not get too crazy with it but i think the setting really looks cool and actually i thought it looked pretty like visually detailed for being a mobile game so i may check this out guys please don't eat me <laughs> that's fair but ubisoft too many mobile too many mobile experiences too yeah. many and this is isn't isn't this one of those uh like japan moments like where where this is one of like the highly requested it is. uh yeah. environments to for assassin's creed to go and they're doing it but doing it on mobile so well, this one's china not japan there is yeah. another I'll, I'll, one yeah sorry sorry go, no, no, no there there is another one though later on oh. Okay. Yes, I was. I was. I, I know this one's not a, a Jap Japan one, but I know that China and Japan have just been both really re highly requested locations for Assassin's Creed. So it's just sad to see that one has been checked off and it's on mobile and not fair. not console. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, leading into our next game, Assassin's Creed codenamed. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the same game. <laughs> Whoops, Jade. <laughs> that game is called Codenamed Jade. Um, so they don't have an official name for it yet, but that's what that title is. And then we went into Assassin's Creed codename Red, which is the aforementioned mm -hmm. Japan-based game that you were just talking about, Ro. Um, which is, yeah, you're right. It is another widely requested setting taking place in uh, feudal Japan, developed by Ubisoft Quebec, which is the Assassin's Creed Odyssey team. Uh, and you'll play as Shinobi, so... Um, it sounds like this will be uh, a more RPG-based Assassin's Creed game, seeing as the Odyssey team is making it. So, very I have a hot take. Uh-oh. Oh. I think it's a bummer that Assassin's... Like, when uh, Ubisoft announces that Assassin's Creed is going back to their roots, 
I think it's a bummer that the Japan location is the one that's getting the RPG stuff. Especially when you have uh, Mirage coming out and then a remake of Assassin's Creed 1, which are very similar. Um, yeah, I, I, it's it's... I would have loved personally if, if they decided to finally do Japan and have that be the like narrative focus game. I think it would have been an opportunity to make a really cool Assassin's Creed game uh, that, that is like closer to its roots. Not to say that Codename Red will be bad because I don't have no idea what that game is going to end up looking like, but I think it's a little bit of a bummer that it's not getting like I don't know the proper treatment that we like we would expect out of this like narrative experience. That I don't know if that make, even making sense, but and. Is it still possible that we that we might might get that? Is it like confirmed? I know it's like the same studio, but is it is it confirmed that they're mm-hmm. they're doing that sort of style? Or I don't. Or actually, no. I think somebody did say during the stream that, uh, and you'll still get your RPG experience with this okay. game. So I gotcha. yeah, I think they did confirm that. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I th- <sighs> personally, I think it's okay that we're getting both, but yeah. I agree with you, Christian. It does suck that this is a f- widely requested setting that yeah, maybe isn't necessarily the one that you want. And like, hey, man, if the story's good, then, you know, hell yeah. I have nothing more to add. That's, that, was, okay. that's, that was my piece. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ro. I think I, I feel like I interrupted you. Oh, no, no, you, you didn't. I... I uh... Yeah, I agree with with what Christian was saying. I, I just I just wasn't sure if, if it was confirmed or not. But yeah, if it is confirmed, it, it does suck that. At the same time, I'm I'm happy that both parties are being like taken care of in a weird way. But uh, it is just if you fall into the camp where you wanted this location to be in that camp and you wanted the other one to be the other one, just like God dang it, we're so close, but so right. far, like yeah. Mirage is not the flagship game. Like, this and another game, which we'll get into, are the flagship games. And, like, obviously this is not what people want out of Assassin's Creed games. Like, the hype around Mirage, with only details and now, like, a CG trailer is, like, through the roof with Assassin's Creed fans. Because, like, this is what we want. Um, to turn around and have the flagship game be an RPG is, I th- for me, as an outsider, a little disappointing. Sure. Yeah, and I think there's a, a kind of a split there that, like, personally, I like both versions, but I know Gage is more right. akin to the original version. So I, I do think there is um, uh, credit, credence to what you're saying there. Um, but, yes, the next project, as you alluded to, uh, I think is one of the more intriguing games. Uh, Ubisoft Montreal is working on a new flagship Assassin's Creed title as well with Quint with Clint Hawking called Assassin's Creed codename Hex, which which appears to um, deal with some uh, witch trials and such. Um, so this looks very fascinating, a little spooky maybe, a little spooky. Yeah. I'm interested in Are that we? one, even though it's spooky. Yeah. Like that's that seems different. Yeah. Now, we got a lot of Assassin's Creed. Do you feel like we're being oversaturated now with Assassin's Creed stuff? I don't personally think so. I think they're just being very blunt with what's on the radar because uh, I believe they said the next game after Mirage isn't coming till at the earliest 2024. So I'm okay with it, with them being a little more transparent, especially with their leak history. mm. One a year. Yeah. 
sort of. Sort of. 2022 Valhalla, 2023 Mirage, 2024 Codename Red, question mark? Possibly. 2025 Hex. Yeah, which they did that with um, Assassin's Creed 2 for a long time, from 2 on for a very long time. So it'll be interesting for sure. Um, But yeah, sorry. I just wanted to shout out Kirk in the track. He says, I gave Valhalla a chance and it let me down so hard. I want them to go back to their roots, but I am a bit gun shy now. So, yeah, he wants them to go back, but he's still trepidatious on trying it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. And to confuse. I don't know. Oh, sorry. I don't know. So, why not like do some new IP? Uh, have have like two Assassin's Creed titles and then have another studio working on some new IP. That would be, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being a hater. I got I got to dial back. I was I was actually looking at uh, Ubisoft's games in development, and they have 19, I think, in development right now. And a lot of them are like they have the Splinter Cell game, Just Dance, and then just a bunch of games that are just X Defiance sort of caliber of games. It's like, what are you guys? Come on, you guys just making these these games for fun now. Oh, well, you should always be making these games for fun, but it, like you're not trying right now, it seems like. You're putting out so much, but so much so much of it is just lukewarm at yeah. best. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Yeah. This. Hopefully this Assassin's Creed stuff is, is going to hit. Yes. Uh, but to confuse things more, guys, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Project Infinity is not a game, but a hub that ties all the games together. So starting with Assassin's Creed Red, codename Red, and codename Hex, they will exist within Assassin's Creed Infinity. So it sounds to me, based on what they were pitching, that Infinity is like a hub world, essentially, for the game. But it sounds like, or for the universe, but it sounds like initially it's essentially going to be a game launcher, uh, which I'm not so high on. the ideas that they have for the future of what it could be like they were talking about what they want to expand infinity to i think sound really cool and promising like they talked about possibly bringing uh standalone multiplayer experiences back into assassin's creed infinity um so i think that would be cool um but the initial uh launch of it i'm not so i'm not so sure about who is this much into assassin's creed that they want to just exist in perpetuity like in these launchers and have like everything roll around revolve around assassin's creed more power to them man i, I want something like this for, for for anime games oh there we go now we're talking <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know i think well i'll have to wait and see how infinity works but like weird concept on paper like it could be could be cool when it actually comes out but my thing is i just want these games to like have their chance to breathe and be hmm. be cool absolutely and that's it, guys. That's uh, Ubisoft's conference. So, or not conference, but presentation. Ubisoft Forward. But moving on from there, guys, we've got what do we got next? We've got Nintendo Direct Roundup thread. Worse than Disney Marvel Showcase? Question mark. Whoa! Hey now. <laughs> Right, he might be onto something. I don't know about that. I, I would probably disagree <laughs> with that, but we'll, we'll talk about. It. We'll talk about it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. 
so the first announcement we got, guys, is that due to COVID-19... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a new Fire Emblem game officially announced called Fire Emblem Engage. And we got gameplay shown off as well with a January 20th, 2023 release date. I've never played Fire Emblem in my life. <laughs> <laughs> People uh, are not happy about this design for the, the, the main character. character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the hair is really, uh, really weird. When I remember, this was leaked uh, a while ago. I think we talked about it when it was leaked, but uh, then people came out and said, like, no, it's just a, it's just a Chinese ripoff of Fire Emblem. This isn't really the game, and it is, <laughs> it is really the game. This is what the character looks like, and uh, it came out. And the the artist who made it is actually very talented. She's like a really great artist. It's just the the hair color choice was a little unfortunate, uh, but she's like a, a VTuber. Uh, artists so Ooh. when you put those two together it kind of makes a lot more sense uh because this definitely looks like vtuber aesthetic but uh yeah i think the game looks awesome though i think it looks really fun the character and character again it'll take a little getting used to but i love the like new summoning mechanic of summoning old or past heroes as well looks to be fun and the animation looks like a, another step up as well uh, just to make those little fight scenes even more dynamic so yeah i'm, I'm down for it i i like fire emblem so I'm always down for some new ones. Heck yeah. I love that for you. <laughs> and for maybe the fans out there, Divine Edition was revealed for Fire Emblem Engage as well. So that's a little nice little addition there for fans. Uh, we also got It Takes Two coming to the Nintendo Switch, which I'm sure will not be the best way, way to play that game. But, you know... <laughs> Yeah, probably not the best way, but I, mean, I feel like that if it was, if it would, if it does run well, I feel like it's a great game to have on the Switch. Like that, Absolutely. that seems like a perfect console for it. But uh, yeah, hopefully it runs okay. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse, which looks a little spooky. A little spooky. Yeah, which is a port of uh, a Wii game. Oh. Uh, also, not exclusive either. It is coming to other consoles. Okay, interesting. Uh, that's coming early 2023. We got a first look at Xenoblades Chronicle 3. Look at that. I just I just translated that little nice. XBC that he put in there. I figured it out. Uh, <laughs> the Wave 2 DLC adding a new mechanical character called Eno. Um, and then we got Wave 3 uh, of Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which is a new hero and more tough challenges. Um, you can meet another new hero and face new kinds of challenge battles. Uh, Ro, I think I, I saw you talking about Xenoblade wanting to get into it. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been trying to get into this series for a while. I, I, I've heard that I could start with 3 and be fine, but I decided to play 2 since i've had it on my backlog for so long and i'm liking it um i do have some issues with two and i think most of the fan base does apparently i like it, it's a uh, it's 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 good but it's not perfect hmm. so i'm definitely getting into the series slowly but uh it'll probably be a while until i get around to chronicles 3 though but uh yeah i'm glad that it's getting more content though so whenever i do get around to it i've got some some more stuff heck yeah Coming to Switch, guys, SpongeBob SquarePants, this cosmic shake coming in 2023. <laughs> Fitness Boxing Fist of the North Star DLC coming March 20th. 
Oddballers coming early 2023, and Tunic coming September 27th. We also got a... Oh, sorry. Are you going to say something? Yay, sure. Okay. I don't know. Uh, oh, I do. Well, uh, <laughs> real? Hello? 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 Oh, yeah? Oh. Okay, real quick. Sorry. Before we move on, I'll say that uh, <laughs> for people who haven't played Tunic, I guess, like if you're interested in like more mobile experiences, like Tunic is the highlight here hmm. for sure. Um, um, I was a little let down with that game, but still. Sure. We got a new look at Front Mission 1 plus 2 remakes. Uh, Front Mission 1 is coming in November. Front Mission 2 is coming in 2023. And Front Mission 3 Remake has been announced as well, coming in the future. Where there'll be stuff. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've got Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life, coming summer of 2023. Um, kind of looks like a little Pokemon-esque, sort of. It's the first of many farming games that we'll be seeing in this Direct. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Uh, first post-launched Splatoon 3 Splatfest has been announced. Uh, so we got more free updates planned for Splatoon 3 as well. Uh, so I knew I was forgetting something in what you got for me. I've been playing Splatoon 3 as well. Oh. Completely forgot. Mm. But yeah, loving it. It's so fun. I love it. Nice. And you, you, were, a big, you were a big fan of 2, right, Ro? Yeah, I love both of the games. Splatoon 1, Splatoon 2. Yeah, always have a good time when those games roll around. Having a blast with Splatoon 3 right now. Nice. A little bit of a left field announcement here. Octopath Traveler 2 was revealed. Um, and I thought that was a little bit of a left field thing because there was that game recently that was like, I can't think of the name for the life of me, but uh, it was very much inspired by Octopath Traveler. So... I think Road. You, oh, I you thought, might be talking about Live Alive. Maybe yes. It definitely had the same like art style. Okay. Um. Yeah, going for it, but it's it was a like a remake of an older. Yeah. I think it'd be a little bit around. I think Octopath probably yeah. inspired by Live Alive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's but, uh, coming yeah. February twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. Yeah. Pretty cool. I wasn't expecting to see a, a second one. I don't know why, but yeah, it's cool. More more Octopath. Yeah, people loved those games. Yeah. But the they, first people, one at least. people, people did love that first one. So, yeah, the game that had a project name and then it just became the name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's just stick with it. Yeah, because it's uh, can't think of anything better, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we so speaking of those farming games, we got yeah. <laughs> Faye Farm coming to Switch exclusively this spring. That was an important get for Nintendo, right? There. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> We got uh, Theater Rhythm, I guess. I don't know if that's how you say it. Final Bar has been announced, coming with 385 songs, coming February 16th. Horrible name. Ho horrible name. <laughs> that's Square Enix for you. Good Lord. They just, they just love their the, the one The one positive is that they're getting music from Nier and Octopath. Like, that is cool. The Nier music is cool. So is yeah, this a rhythm are... game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of great, great songs on here. So I, whoever's into those kind of, well, I like rhythm games, but I don't think I'll pick this one up though. But yeah, this is really cool for those fans of those those games for sure. Because uh, got a got a beefy library of songs. 
post-launch songs include oh sorry you guys already read you already talked about that near octopath octopath and etc move on move on uh run w <laughs> what the kind of name is that run rune. w rune oh yeah they misspelled it oh Sorry, Nabilian. <laughs> I didn't mean to criticize. Uh, Rune Factory 3 Special is coming Nintendo Switch in 2023. Uh, looks like another farming game. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> You're right. We got... Oh, yep. But the, <laughs> so far. the good news is, guys, mm-hmm. we got some new N64 games. Pilot Wings, Mario Party 1, 2, and 3, Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2, 1080 Snowboarding, and Excitebyte 64. I think it's very cool that we're getting more in 64 games. My take is that it's not enough mm. and that the timeline for these is really weird. It's, Mario Party yeah. 2 is a highlight. I love Mario Party 2. I can't wait. Like that, I legit am going to try to get some friends on that because if they have multiplayer, that's fantastic. I, God, the game's so good. Uh, but then everything else in 2023 is, is, uh, there's more of a library here and, and it, I feel like Nintendo should be better at adding more games to it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really hoping that there's more that they just haven't announced because knowing everything that's coming right. and that it's so spread out is just, yeah, loses a lot of momentum for, for my excitement at least, but Pokemon stadium, that's cool. All the Mario party is awesome. It just sucks that it's so spaced out and so far yeah. away. Yeah. And we also don't know dates, even for 2022 stuff. It's like, well, right. when 2022? Holiday is, you know, what this direct was pitched as. But like, I don't know, give us a month maybe. Like, just say December. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, and of course, we got GoldenEye coming to N- Nintendo Switch Online as well, um, which is the 64 version as well. Uh, we got various Daylife by Square Enix revealed launching <sighs> later today. So it's out now. <laughs> Remember those weird names we were talking about? It's great. My goodness. This is another farming game, I'm pretty sure. And you're going to experience various day life. Yeah. Yeah. Through the eyes of various different characters. Yeah. Yeah, very exciting. (laughs) But speaking of great names, Factorio is coming to Switch on October 28th. And I have no idea what kind of game this is by looking at this screenshot. Me neither. I, I got. I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> no clue. Uh, IB is coming to Switch this spring, which, again, no idea what this is. I, it's this like is a, pixelated pixel. Yeah, art. this this is an old RPG maker game that was pretty popular back in the day. I used to love them. These like there was another one called Witch's House and Mad Father, and stuff like that that people just play on the PC. I, they, I think they were like free to play back in the day but now they've gotten a huge cult following since then and they've just been porting those those uh, games to different consoles but yeah this this game has a huge cult following so it's cool that is coming yeah, to switch this looks horror adjacent too which yeah. could be my kind of jam yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty we got pauline and diddy kong coming to mario strikers with the second free update available this month here's my take not enough content coming to Mario Strikers Battle League. Could we have more characters? But like, let's get some more modes. Let's get some more uh, stadiums in there. Cool. Yep. We got Adelaide Ryza Three coming to Switch on February twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. Looks like a, I don't know, a JRPG ish type of game. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Riza's so cute, dude. My God. <laughs> the brown haired girl. Yes. Goodness. <laughs> uh, we got Mario Kart 8 Wave 3 revealed of DLC, including Mary Mountain and Peach Gardens coming this holiday. Not enough. At least one more. I was expecting at least one more track, and it's just two. And I was like, okay, we're, that's it? Okay, cool, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why I yelled. <laughs> really angry. You know what else is cool, I guess? Golf coming to Nintendo Switch Sports this yes, holiday. Yes, this is cool. I swear to fucking God, if they make everyone online golf at the same time, like they do bowling, I'm going to be fucking done with this game. <laughs> like, that'll be the nail in the coffin. I will never fucking touch Switch Sports again. And then oh, it looks no. like everyone is golfing at the same time in the yeah. screenshot, which fucking <laughs> pisses me off. Nintendo, oh, like, no. what makes Wii Sports so special is that you get to vibe out with these people and, like, just chill and catch up and, and like, play, take, take, take turns. I don't want to fucking speed through games. Just, I don't, I don't know, dude. <sighs> Man. It's cool to bring back the Wii. The Wii uh, sorry, you're going to say it. What? It's cool that they're bringing back the courses from Wii, uh, Wii Sports. That is uh, a big W. Um, yeah. Again, I just want Switch Sports to be good, and it's very much mid, and that's disheartening. Just a, a quick call back to earlier, the Factorio story. Kirak in the chat vouches for it. Well, I don't know if if he likes it but he says it's highly addictive wow. in the chat it's a lose your life in it type of game so apparently it's mm. uh at least it's addictive but uh <laughs> and, yeah. and glenn says he'll wreck you in mario strikers so i don't know Ooh. interesting man it, it but going back to the switchboard stuff it is so disappointing that this is how it landed in the public you know domain now I, I was sure this is going to be a, a hit for sure but yeah it's very lukewarm it seems since launch Then Miyamoto showed up to announce that the Mario movie is coming next spring. So thank you, Miyamoto. We could probably no trailer, no images, nothing. Just okay. To hear that iconic Chris, uh, Chris, which Chris? Chris Pratt. Pratt. His iconic voice of Mario. Yeah. Can't wait. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Uh, but he also dropped by to talk about Pikmin. Um, apparently, there's a new Pikmin game on mobile called Pikmin Bloom. Um, definitely looks very Pokemon Go-esque where you're in the IRL type of environments. So, interesting. But that's not all the Pikmin we got. We got a brand new Pikmin, Pikmin 4 announced for 2023. I'm not a Pikmin fan. Uh, have I haven't played them before, but... Uh, I don't know. I'm not a yeah. Pikmin fan either. And I, I tried it and I was like, this is okay. I'm not, I, I didn't love it. Yeah. I haven't, uh, I haven't tried one yet. Um, but I know people are losing their mind over this because <laughs> people, people, there's some people out there that love Pikmin. So I'm glad that they're getting, uh, another one, yeah. but, uh, yeah, maybe I'll try this one. Absolutely. Harvestella demo is available right now. You know, later yeah. today, but you it's know. another farming game, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> Whoa, it has a more, it has a more, it has a more RPG elements, but it's it's still a farming game. No more so that's farming. like five, I think. <laughs> Jesus, we got enough farming. <laughs> uh, and now the moment you guys have been waiting for. Yeah, a new look <laughs> at Bayonetta three, guys. How did that look? A new gameplay trailer. After I skipped that. the trailer. Oh, you didn't I, watch I, it? I, I, oh. No, I'm not watching anymore. I'm just going in 
with only having seen the first one. Uh, that's enough for me. Okay. Uh, I can't wait. Also, shout out Cam Hawkins, who previewed the game for IGN. Uh, I would love right. to read the article, but again, I'm, I'm going in fresh. But I gave you the click. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I also didn't watch the trailer, actually. Okay. But I, I saw the first one, and if it's more of that, then I am, I am ready. I am ready. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. A new look at Rain Code we got, which is a new game by Dangan Danganronpa. 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 Okay. Yes. Creator Kadaka. Um, so yeah, this the art style here looks actually really cool. I like the art style a lot. Yes. Launching yes. in the spring. Yeah. Yeah. Really I also cool. think the uh, the fonts, like the title font, on that looks really cool as well. Hell yeah. I, I love Spike Chun's Chun Soft games. They did the the AI Somnium Files games too, but uh, yeah, people love Danganron. So cool that mm-hmm. he's getting getting out there and still making some some other games too. Absolutely. Dan Danganronpa is the one with like the the bear <laughs> who goes to the classroom and says like kill each other. And they do it. Jesus and they Christ. Do it. And they do oh it. My yeah. God. <laughs> all right well spe- speaking of dark things we got Re- resident evil village cloud that was announced coming to switch on october 28th as well as resident evil 7 biohazard that was also announced for cloud resident evil 2 remake cloud coming this year resident evil 3 cloud remake coming this year all um using the cloud technology that capcom's built so play all those games uh, i'm sure Ro will be jumping into all those right Ro? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, we got a bunch more games announced coming to Switch. Sifu on November 8th. Uh, Crisis Core Remastered December 13th. Radiant Silver Gun later today or now. Uh, Endless Dungeon <laughs> in 2023. This is big because I don't think we had the date for Crisis Core Remastered before this. Hmm. I don't think so. I could be wrong. But this is the first time I remember seeing a date was was the direct. Uh, before then, I just said winter, uh, to, or like coming this winter. What yeah. did that mean? You know, does that mean January, February next year, or does that mean December? Turns out apparently December December thirteenth. Uh, will mm-hmm. it come to the other consoles on that date? Probably. Very cool. Sifu on Switch looks like trash. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it looked like it wasn't running that good. I'm excited for Endless Dungeon though. That that's been something that's on my radar too. But uh, Crisis Core coming this year, Christian. Do, do you feel like that means Final Fantasy? What was it called again? Remake two. I'll yeah. say for now until you remember. Does that? Next do you think winter? it's coming tomorrow? Yeah. I mean, not tomorrow. I mean, next tomorrow. year. Tomorrow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> next. Yeah. Next year. That could. That yeah. could be huge. Like honestly, I wouldn't put it past it. Like if if this winter means December, then maybe yeah. you get yeah. Uh, Rebirth. Rebirth. Um, yes. Yeah. Maybe you get Rebirth uh, next December, which would mean two tentpole Final Fantasy games in the same year. Very big. Big. Nice. Yeah. I hope it happens. Uh, we got Tales of Symphonia remastered coming to Switch. Uh, and it's coming in early 2023. Fucking genius. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything to Dan. I know. It's okay. No. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, we also got a montage of Life is Strange collection coming, Romancing Saga Minstrel Song, uh, Lego Brick Tales, Disney Speedstorm, and Fall Guys Season 2 all coming to the Nintendo Switch. And we Season 2. Yeah. 
Oh, I what? Yeah, yeah. What Fall Guys know. season are we on right now? Oh, maybe it is season two. Is it? Oh. Oh, I'm I'm dumb. Okay. I'm done then. I'm forgive me. Oh, I got scared for a second there. I was like, no way. I thought we were on farther ones. <laughs> yeah. I can I conflated it with Rocket League. Mm. I did, I just realized. Yep. Ignore me. Uh. Bro, were you excited for some uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe announced? Yo, no, I was not actually, <laughs> but I, I love Kirby. I love Kirby. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be playing this one though. I came out on the Wii or the Wii U. I remember this is a remake of another one. You don't, uh, you don't fuck with the 2D Kirby's? I love the 2D. No, I do. I love them. I do. Uh, what should I call it? Uh, my favorite. One of my favorite Kirby games is the. Uh, the Amazing Mirror on the Game Boy Advance. Love that game. Mm. Uh, I just don't think I I want to play it right now. <laughs> or not in the mood for True. this this type of game right now. Plus, I I think I played it, actually. Like the, the original. But uh, yeah, I, I like that DDD is, has no neck anymore, though. Like they changed him to to look more like the Forgotten Lands DDD. So I think that's a that's a welcome change. Yes. I like this design. Yes. <laughs> that is... Uh... Bring back Air Ride. Yeah. Yes. That's a Kirby game I'm ready for. And that's available February 24th next year. Then we move into the game that was formerly known as Breath of the Wild 2, announced as... No, 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 no. The sequel to Breath of the Wild. <laughs> okay, sorry. The sequel to Breath of the Wild. Thank you, Christian, for correcting me. Uh, the game is officially known as The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I'm assuming it's tears. Is it tears or tears? Because like tears. Okay, tears. Um, so yeah, uh, we got a good look at the the game, and a lot of the stuff I think looks really cool. I'm very excited to like check out. What do the... you mean by good look? Well, I mean we got a better than what we've had in the last you know six months. We've got nothing. I think the announcement or not the announcement. The uh, the previous trailer was cooler than this one. Hmm. Yeah. I thought there was some cool stuff, like flying on the uh, the little bird-looking monument. I thought that was mm -hmm. cool, you know? Uh, the stone, like, bird thing? Yeah. Um, Him jumping off at the beginning, yes. jumping off the, uh, the, I guess, the floating island. That was awesome. Yes. I'm really interested in the, like, the hieroglyphics, wow. too, at the beginning, what that means for the lore. That's cool. Yeah. I'm the only one that was underwhelmed by this trailer. I, I, I can't help but think about the two Breath of the Wild trailers and like those were like those were inspired trailers. Like, I go back to those and like these are like proper Dude. fucking trailers. Yeah. Like those are like get me emotional. Yeah. This I saw nothing in here that was like cool. I, I'm already excited for this game. Like I didn't need another like 30 second. Like, I, it's cool. We got the name drop. Cool. We got the like the lore dump in the beginning and that people can analyze. But as far as like let's see what this game is about. Like the 30 seconds we saw was like mostly i like i already knew like what was like link jumping into the sky i've already seen it before uh, i'm already excited for that going up into it was cool the bird sure um i wish we had gotten a bit more of an inspired trailer and personally for my taste yeah i think was yeah absolutely i i would love to see and i'm what i was going to say is like i still i think we still have time for that i'm sure we're going to get like an awesome story sure. trailer that comes out like a couple of weeks before the the release date comes out because yes that trailer I, I think it was like a like three minute long story trailer that came out like a, a couple of weeks before breath of wild launch i go back to that one every so often too it's so good the music hits mm. so good in that trailer ah such a good trailer so i'm hoping we get something like that too but i, I love March. this yeah 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 I, I i like this trailer though because just because of the name i guess got revealed and the 
and the release date that was hype enough for me. Like, yes, finally got the name, finally got the date. Yeah. Um, that, that, that made it for me. But yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for this game. Can't wait. The May. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go for it. No, I was going to say <laughs> May 12th, right? Is that correct? That's right. It was May six years. Six years since the Jeez. first one. Whew. Crazy. Uh, Kirk, just to clarify in the chat here, uh, this is the same game as the sequel to Breath of the Wild. It is not a different game. So, yeah. Very and it seems like very much a companion piece. Like these two names have like similar naming schemes. Like they're both yeah. of the Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. So it's very much like it feels like it's a companion piece to Breath of the Wild. And it's an evolution of the same map, right? Like it's, you know, expanding. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So that's the Nintendo Direct Roundup. We've made it to the PlayStation <laughs> State of Play stream. Finally, we've we've made it here christian i don't mean to be a sony pony but i legit think the state of play was the strongest of the showcases okay well there you go you heard it here first from christian oh, yeah <laughs> before we've even dove in he's already telling you guaranteed <laughs> best all right we'll be the judge of that christian the first <laughs> item here tekken was announced um tekken 8 uh and i'm not a big tekken fan so this didn't get me hyped but I, I'm sure there were Tekken fans freaking out on this trailer because it looked really good. Yeah. yeah. No, a, I wasn't. Oh, please, Ro. No, I was going to say, I think I was going to say the same thing. I'm not a huge either. I, I like the trailer. It was really cool that they, they kind of shot it in a cinematic way, but also in that same 2D space yeah. where it looks like they're actually fighting in, in game, but I'm pretty sure it was all cinematics. But I thought it was a cool trailer, but um, I, yeah, I'm not a Tekken guy either. I think Tekken stories and Tekken presentation are really cool. I, I, I'm not a huge fighting guy in person, so I'm, I'm not freaking out for this personally, but like, I, I respect Tekken out of, I think, the most out of all the fighting games. Interesting. Then we got a little PSVR 2 look. Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge Enhanced Edition is coming to PSVR 2. I'm assuming, I guess this came out elsewhere and it's being ported to PSVR 2. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, we got Demio coming to PSVR 2, which I'm assuming that's a brand new game because I haven't heard of that one before. Nope. Looks Me either, Dan. Looks Me either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we got Yakuza, which is actually... Now, like a dragon, colon ishin, and it is coming in February 2023, and that is the next. No, like a dragon. It game. is not. It's not. No, it's a remake. It's a remake. Okay. Yes, built from the ground up in Unreal Engine 4. Hmm. And there was another trailer today. That we'll talk about later. That was incredible interesting also based on a real life figure et dubs Ooh. okay hmm. we got uh pacific drive announced coming to t coming 2023 to playstation 5 and christian is giving me thumbs up yeah this is this is cool this is just like a neat concept of, of going through uh like the pacific northwest but that's infested by cryptids i think is like a fascinating concept for a game uh what i saw uh, like of the art style like it looks very much like an, a spooky indie darling uh 
so it's on my radar for sure. I'm really hoping this one lands and, and, and hits because uh, it could be a very like, cool game. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought I, I, I swear I saw this on, on Steam a while back um, or a game similar to it, but uh, I swear I saw this somewhere before, but I th- it must have been something different, but I thought it looked cool too. I, 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 when I was watching it, everybody in the chat was like, is it Silent Hill? Is it Silent Hill? I was like, no, calm down. No. Everything's Silent Hills. Everything's Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a new look at PlayStation Stars, which is the reward loyalty program. Um, Christian's giving me a thumbs down, which I, I agree with what they showed off. I was like, okay, I don't really care. They're like digital collectibles that you can put in your case. I still think the program um, has some merit, um, you know, for rewards back for um, purchases and stuff like that. But yeah, the digital stuff could care less about it's like the yeah. astro astrobot stuff though is that yeah. is that what i'm getting that's what the vibes that i'm getting like the astrobot artifacts but yeah but for your profile yeah. i don't know where I, these I are going to, i need to see how this is in, integrated in the system like maybe then like it'll be cool to like display them somehow if they go to my profile and you can see them that might be kind of cool but like the the way they showed them off during the showcase or sorry say to play yeah. very much like by the way, remember we said this in the blog? Yeah, this, here's a quick look at four of them. Anyway, more more information on the blog soon. Bye. Okay, well, not really exciting me. Well, what might excite you is Sinduality Revealed coming 2023, developed by Bamco. Um, Bamco Nam... 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 Oh, Bandai Namco. Bam, no, oh, God, that's confusing. <laughs> that's not the... <laughs> Uh, Bamco. Oh man. Wait, is it? Pan, Phantom, Namco, Band. I don't know. It this is like, yeah. Is just, it Bandai Namco? Maybe because maybe he's like shorthanding it to say Bamco, but like. Oh, it is. It is. Okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. All right. Uh, God damn. <laughs> it looks like you're fighting yeah. like. Uh, is it like large animals and such? Uh, yeah, I, I think the aesthetics of this game is cool, like a sci-fi shooter in an apocalyptic setting. Uh, that's very much like an Asian game. Could be cool. Uh, this one, I'm like putting a big asterisk on because I don't know if the gameplay is going to be entirely convincing for me. Uh, but again, the aesthetics of the game, cool. And what? What else is cool? Oh, uh, probably. <laughs> Project Eve, which is now known as Stellar Blade, and Christian is about to Dude. freak out. This was my highlight of the show, if you can believe it or not. Uh, my number one. This, this, this is. I am so excited for this game. Like they are getting everything right. The score for this game, again, the aesthetics, the gameplay. That fucking setting is inspired, dude. Look at the, the characters. Seem really cool. The story. I, I don't know what's going on, but I'm, I'm all here for it. Sci-fi again, apocalyptic. I, I don't know. And then the name Stellar Blade, like, is it a little corny, a little Asian, sure. But like, look at the design of it. Tell me that isn't inspired. Yeah, I'm all in for for Stellar Blade. It looks so cool. I love the main characters, like, or Eve, I guess, uh, like outfit for many reasons. But I, I really like the the tie that she has, and just everything about it, just like, is really cool. The gloves. Just, yeah, I love the style of this game and the uh, the combat looks super fun. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm down. man. 
Yeah. Like, the, there's a screenshot Naiwa posted. Like, she's, like, floating in space from what... If I remember right, this is the beginning of the game when she gets, like, not... I almost said deported. Um, <laughs> launched or whatever, like, to start her mission. And she's, like, fighting something in space. Like, she's got, like, a, a laser cannon gun yes. thing just floating in orbit. Like, dude, like... God, I love Asian games so much. <laughs> yeah, this looks dope. Uh, did, did we get a release date on this as well? Fit. Or not yet? Uh, no, not even a, uh, a year. Damn. Still TBD. Damn. Damn. Oh, well. Interesting. I, I'm, I'm, I'll wait for it. Looks awesome. I'm excited for you guys for that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, though, a uh, PS5 exclusive, though. We did learn that. But I that's can play not a those problem. Now. Yeah. I can play those now. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. I'm so glad. So glad. Now we can leave Gage out of these conversations. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Rise of the Ronin has been revealed by T Team Ninja. Um, Rise of the Ronin is a PS5 console exclusive coming 2024, um, which sounds like, I guess, it'll come to PC as well. Um and this is an addition to Team Ninja making the Wo Long game, so that's really yes. cool that they're making both of these cool games. Yeah, I, when I when when this I was talking with my friend because I was coming back from the doctor and we were just like texting back and forth. So I had this up in the background, and I was like, "All right, let's pay attention to Wo Long now." And it was like a, just a few seconds into Japan, and I was like, "Wait, this isn't Wo Long, and it's yeah, another Team Ninja game." Which uh, I don't know. Like I'm kind of reinvigorated on Team Ninja now. The stuff that it seems like they're doing, it seems like very much inspired by the difficulty of like obviously with their older games, but also like FromSoft and kind of merging like games into like a more modern kind of feel, but still very much having that like fast action Team Ninja kind of difficulty. I, I'm 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 in. I've only, I've only seen one trailer, but like I'm in. <laughs> yeah, this this one looks really cool too. Uh, it's on on added to my list now, um, but I feel like we. We're getting a lot of not a lot i should say i, I I'm, because i'm excited for all of them I, I i'm not upset that we're getting these games there's another game that was revealed at a playstation thing recently something about the the wind where the winds meet that kind of reminded me of this one as well where you like your this one that one looked really cool too where you're like hopping on the air and riding literally the wind and you could walk on there kind of reminded right. me of this one um and there was another game too that kind of had this style again all of them that I've seen, I'm excited for. I think they're different enough that I'm interested to play all of them. But I hope we don't get to a place where it becomes too saturated. But I welcome all of these games so far. They they all look really fresh and different enough that I, I don't feel like it's too much. But I, online, I've seen people saying, like, are we getting too many Feudal Japan games? And like, no, not yet. But we may be getting to that point, but... Not yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, by the time the Assassin's it's... Creed Feudal Japan game comes oh, no. out, we'll be, we'll be tired of it. <laughs> Oh no! It, it's worth noting though that Wo Long is set in China, right? Yes, oh, you're right. Okay. Sorry, yeah, yeah. But you, but Ro, Ro, you are right. There's a lot of games set in like older Japan that yeah. like it, it, it does seem. It's almost like how people joke that there's too many uh, survival horror games right. right now, like set in space. Like there's also a lot of games set in China and Japan, like older China and Japan. But the counterpoint is like. We've also gotten a lot of games in the U.S. and Europe, and no one complains then. True. I, I've been stealing that from, stealing yeah. that from Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. that's a solid point. Yeah. It's true. It's true. All right. Moving into the meat and the bones here. The meat and the bones, yes. all of it all. 
the first thing here. Ragnarok themed dual sense has been revealed, and I think Gage about freaked out when he saw the color scheme. He loves the two tone uh, white and blue, which I, I like the blue, but I, I still am not a huge two tone color scheme fan. I just it doesn't hit as hard for me. I don't know. I I think I came around a little bit on the controller. I don't think it's complete trash now. I, I think the largely because I think the blue so nice, but I think PlayStation could go a bit harder with making limited edition controllers. This to me seems like it's and they're not going hard enough. The two wolves is like cool, but it's it's not cool enough. Like there are mm. some little things that they could do to make it more of a hotter controller, and this to me it isn't as hot. Um, but Why? again, that that blue is real nice though. Why is it that they never touch the area that's white? Like, why can it's almost like none of the controllers that are custom are allowed to touch that area that's white at the bottom. I don't. It's kind of weird. No idea. No idea. I don't know. Why not add? Why not add color to the the face buttons? Yeah. Of sacred symbols. I don't know. Agreed. All right, guys, we got a new look at God of War Ragnarok, which is the more important thing here with a beefy new trailer. And my Fuck. goodness, did it look good. Uh, incredible visual fidelity. Like, I'm just mind blown at this, guys. Christian. For posterity, I think I said this on the show, and I was telling my friend for sure. Before this trailer, I was not excited for God of War Ragnarok. And by that, I mean, like, when it get when it gets here... It gets here and I'll be excited then. But until then, like I was just not thinking about God of War Ragnarok. Like, whatever. I'm sh I'm sure it's gonna be good. I'll play it when it gets here. You know. Until then, I'm playing my own stuff. This trailer came out and I was like, man, Sony Santa Monica shut me up because this trailer was, it it, it had the juice. It was like it just kept going. There was so much variety, and not just in locations but enemies, that I was like, yeah, this this game is gonna bang. I don't even care if Dan wins, if the you know <laughs> fantasy league or whatever. Like if this game's good and it looks like it's gonna be good, like then fuck yeah, we all win. Yeah, this, it looks incredible. There's one quote like that Kratos, uh, dude, breath can yes. have me when it earns me. I was like, let's go. It's so <laughs> it, hard. This is so hard. There's so many. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna say uh, Dan. His just to add on to you, like yeah. Christopher Judge's voice in this was like so like gravelly. He's like, oh my god, I feel like yeah. I'm about to get like ugh, wrapped it's up. So, in yeah. It's so good. And the the action in this trailer was. Oh I, I my feel, god! Like there was one scene where he's when there's like a monster on his back, and he just like and then just throws him out the window of whatever vehicle he's in. It's just like so fast, so it just hits. It just hits so hard, and I can't wait to actually play that because watching it is like giving me that these emotions. I can't imagine what having a controller in my hand, watching it on a screen, is going to feel like because watching a trailer is making me go crazy. So yeah, I can't. I can't wait. It looks awesome. When the Valkyries come back. Yes. And Kratos is like in this like weird realm space yeah. looking mm -hmm. area and like that? he gets knocked and the camera's like going all around him because he gets like knocked and he's like flipping around and then he like grabs onto the edge of like that crater. I was like, and that was the beginning. I was like, damn, this looks good. <laughs> that giant squid thing. Yes. I don't know what's going on with that, but I'm curious. <laughs> Thor at the end? Right. Damn. Yeah. Like how the other God of War? How smooth the game looks, like when that giant squid's coming out. Like that thing's massive and it looks beautiful, like and it's running perfectly in this trailer. It's whew, It's a technical yeah. masterpiece already. I, 
I wonder if they're going to do uh, what they did in the first game, the the whole one camera, one shot sort of mm. sort of thing, which would be cool if they carry it. It looks like it. Yeah. yeah. And especially considering that the fact that they were writing this game as still the first God of War 2018, but then they just logistically had to stop because it wouldn't have been possible. I think they have to continue it because it has to be the same game like thematically that, you know, it would make sense. Yeah. Hell yeah. And sure. it's going to be cool to see. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I just, I just gonna, because I know we, play, well, I played it on the PS4 for the first time. I'm sure we all did, uh, the original game, um, and there were definitely some scenes that were very obviously tricking us. Like it was, it was a loading screen. Like mm. I think there was one area that was literally you just battled things until, until you could go through the other door. Um, I forgot what that place was called. I think it was like between the bridges that spins around. But whatever, it's going to be interesting to see how fast that is now. Like how you won't notice it as much maybe on the PS5, those those loading screens that it just feels even well, more seamless uh, with that one it, camera. Yeah. It is also a PS4 game too, though. So yeah. I'm, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that those scenes might be faster on, on oh. PlayStation 5, that it, you won't even feel it anymore. Because I'm stupid. I know what you mean now. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Good point. Kirk, just to go back a second, Kirk uh, wants them to make a survival horror game set in feudal Japan. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, the God of War stuff. Incredible. Daniel? Yo. Will this be the Goatee 2022? Yes or no? I guess it depends on if I can finish it in time. (laughs) I hope so. You have like a month and a half. I'm sure you will. It very well could be, though, because right now I'm wide open. I think on what my game of the year is. You have to beat it before Callisto Protocol. Oh God, that's only like less than a month. Yeah, you have like two and a half weeks. Oh no, that's not possible. You know what comes out the day before (laughs) God of War comes out? Sonic Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers. Yeah. I am done. I'm I'm done. (laughs) All right, that was the PlayStation Showcase. A very good showing indeed. Uh, the final one here is the RGG Summit 2022. And yeah, do you want me to go over this one? Go for it, yes. Yeah, we got another look at uh, Like a Dragon Ishin, uh, which is the ambush trailer, which kind of showcases who the characters are in this game. I highly recommend you watch this trailer because it's it sets a really good tone setter, shows off the visual fidelity of what this remake looks like, and then... <laughs> just again sets the vibe with the music that comes later in shows off some gameplay uh, and then establishes like the supporting characters in a, in a really cool way that's just like teasing you for the narrative that uh, i think really caught my attention so i'm excited for this one yeah looks visually nice uh and then the oh sorry Ro. no I, I i actually didn't i didn't see it i was just agreeing that it looks beautiful Yes, so do you. You look beautiful. (laughs) Then we finally got the announcement of the next Yakuza game, which is called Like a Dragon 8, and the series is no longer called Yakuza in the West. It's called Like a Dragon, which is uh, the translation of, you know, the actual name in Japan is Like a Dragon, so Hmm. they're finally shifting over. Like a Dragon 8, very excited, 2024. Oh, yeah. I, I think uh talked about it a little bit that you were trying to get into the, the series, the Yak, uh, the Yakuza or the Like a Dragon yeah. series uh, with Yakuza uh, Zero on the PlayStation. So, yep. yeah, 
hopefully we can we can get to that point so we can enjoy yeah. Yakuza 8 as well. Zero, two, and seven are on PlayStation. And then all, all the other ones are on Ga- Game Pass. Including the ones I said are on Game Pass, yeah. Yeah. Well, zero, one, two, three, four, five, six are on Game Pass, not seven. Right. Yeah. Also, Kir- Kiryu has a new hairstyle for reasons <laughs> that are not revealed yet. Hmm. Better explain themselves. Oh, they will. You know. <laughs> uh moving on to think to the final announcement where is it at where is it at where is it at here we go here we go like a dragon gaiden the man who erased his name was announced and it's coming 2023 and i think this one is the one that really sold me the most on like i need to get into the series uh, i saw the first 30 to 40 seconds and i'm like the vibes in this game are incredible and it takes place between apparently six and seven i think and it follows one of the main characters uh, and I, I realized that like this series is special. A lot of people are, have been really writing this series for a long time, even though spinoffs like Lost Judgment and uh, it's past time that, that I the Yakuza fans are eating well and I want and I'm hungry. <laughs> I want a taste of that, too. Yeah. So just like Gage wants a taste of that man meat. Oh, Anyways, oh, uh, all right, guys, real quick, because we've gone very long here, and I apologize for that. Uh, which show would you guys declare the winner of these? I know, Christian, you said PlayStation, it sounds like, but I I would. I mean, RGG, RGG would be a close second. Um, if I were a bigger fan of uh, the Yakuza series, I'd probably pick that one. But I think the state of play, having expectations be that low, having it only be 20 minutes, but still coming out with a lot of strengths for what my kind of tastes align with, even if not everything is for me, like, the, tr- the uh, you know, Tekken, cool, uh, you know, the VR stuff was a little bit underwhelming, and then, uh, here we go, the PlayStation Star stuff I didn't really care about. Everything else seemed to, like, really grab my attention and put games that were already on my radar, even higher on my radar, and then games that I didn't even know were coming, like Rise of the Ronin, uh, be like, yep, I'm adding this immediately, uh, and then the surprise of god of war i think just shows that even when like they're coming in september which usually showcase time with a kind of minor state of play they can still bring the juice and i i left that being more excited than any of the other uh showcases if you want to call them that from the past week like a very solid eight out of ten for me from from sony bro what about you what which one fancies you um, I, I would have to agree with Christian on that one. I, I think PlayStation had a better showcase out of out of all of them. The Nintendo one, um, I was hoping to like more. I think it's open strong. I think it ended strong, but literally everything else in between was just, just like padding for the two big announcements that they had. Hmm. Um, and I think it was, it was too long for the announcements that they, that they had. Um, yeah, I, I wish it was, wasn't that. And it's it's funny because I I when I when we were watching the showcase I was like oh yeah or not the showcase the state of play and that's my point I I keep forgetting that there's a difference and when I remember it's like oh this is just a, a state of play this isn't probably not going to be that crazy and I ended up enjoying it a lot more than the Nintendo Direct that they <laughs> advertised as being 40 minutes long this is going to be you know the, the Nintendo Direct you've been waiting for so it's interesting to 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 think about it like that that. It, I guess it really doesn't matter uh, what Nintendo was calling their thing. So, like, there was a partner showcase that, that happened a little while ago that I loved. It was so good. And it wasn't the main direct. So, 
yeah, it's I don't know what to what's a what to expect with these Nintendo Directs anymore. It, it could literally be anything. Uh, but yeah, long long answer short. PlayStation State of Play, I I enjoyed the most. And and maybe we have ourselves a little bit to blame with Drift Grub stuff when it was like right. positive. Yeah. yeah, we there was like you know rumors that like where where was. Just where was more Zelda? I would have liked to see ports of Wind Waker or Twilight Princess. Would have yeah. loved to see the rumored M- Metroid Prime remaster or collection, whatever they do. Anything Metroid would have been fantastic. But also, like, even no mention of Advance 4 is 1 plus 2 at all um, right. for those yeah, fans. Just... Yeah, just for 40 minutes is a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. And a lot of those announcements could have been announced in a blog post. Like, why did you need to show that here at Nintendo? <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I agree with you guys. PlayStation had the best front-to-back show. Uh, the Assassin's Creed stuff really does excite me, though, for Ubisoft, so I'm excited for that moving forward. All right, guys. Anything what? else? Hold on. No, no, oh, no. sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, what was your favorite one? Of was Assassin's Ubisoft? Creed? Oh. No, I meant, like, of the showcases. Would oh. you say it's Ubisoft? My favorite... I think front-to-back, front my favorite show was probably Sony's because it was the the most consistent pacing and it had the most interesting things even if they didn't necessarily appeal to me i think they were a lot quicker and say here's this cool here's this cool here's this they didn't dwell on things that you know seven farming simulators and you know all the other stuff we got from the mobile games yeah mobile games galore at ubisoft's and yeah so more consistency for sure all right guys Long show. I apologize for not getting us out of here sooner, but okay. you know, here we go. Thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube and Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Gage, in the chat if you're still there. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. See ya. Stellar Blade.